0: Small town music, this is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can use it Fun he can prove it. Well, a away,
1: a away, a hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis. And I'm Kyle Dotson. Kyle joining us tonight to another one of our listener series episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even know where this person came in from, but we're going to find out in a minute as we welcome to the microphone Carly Anderson. How are you doing, Carly?
2: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me tonight.
1: So, Carly, oh, let me say this before you... I know you already started talking, Carly,
2: but hold on. Mm-hmm. I want to
1: tell people that we've been talking about getting these Fethead preamps for the mm-hmm. microphones. They, they arrived at my house today, and we're using them right now. Yeah. So, let me tell you something. Normally, the gain on our mixing board was turned up to 10 the yeah. whole way. These go to 11. <laughs> Tonight, with these heads. it, it gains up to about, what, three? Yeah, maybe less. Maybe less. So these things are working. So this is the Fethead high-end inline microphone preamp. This is, the, this is from the user guide is what I have in front mm-hmm. of me. And it's a, the general description is the head is an ultra-low noise, high-quality inline microphone preamplifier. It provides provides improved sound for ribbon and dynamic microphones and that's what these are these are ribbon microphones Mm -hmm. the shure sm7b this company didn't even ask me they didn't say anything they're just like yeah i'll send you those like they didn't say like you got to mention us for 16 weeks we didn't write up any copy we didn't do anything so i'll I'll have to work on that but we are we are using them tonight so uh the asap club will be hearing this and then everyone Mm -hmm. else won't know until January 24th. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. Carly Anderson, hello. Hello. Where did you come in from?
2: I came in from Denver, Colorado.
1: Denver, Colorado. Do you ski? No. Do you, were you born and raised in Denver? No. What took you to Denver?
2: Uh, let's see. Uh, Sun, because I'm originally from a small town in Ohio. Okay. Mm-hmm. That uh, sounds quite a bit like your area of origin. Oh, mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry. So, Sunshine and
2: uh, happy folks. Uh, so I've been there since the mid-90s. So I love it there. And
1: did you meet your husband there or did you move there together?
2: I met my husband there. Look
1: at that. See, mm-hmm. that's like me. I met my wife in California. So
2: see, this, mm-hmm.
1: is, this is where it's at.
2: It is where it's at, the sunny places.
1: And you told us uh, before we started that you have three kids. Yes. Throughout those ages one more time.
2: 12, 10, and
1: three. 12, 10, and three. And I guessed exactly why there was a gap between that second and third Mm -hmm. baby is because they had a girl, a girl, and then they go, oh, we want a boy. And so they went for it and scored.
2: Yes. (laughs) That's right. We got, yeah, we got uh, the full, the full thing. So now we've got the family of five.
1: Did you, uh, and you didn't wait till uh, he was here to find out the sex, right? Oh, no, no.
2: No. But some people do that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Luckily, you didn't have to go, ugh, another girl. (laughs) Well, I'm not going, I'm not having four. So this is it. Uh, So is he, uh, how old is he right now?
2: He's three. Three, that's
1: right. I just said that, didn't I? (laughs) Yep. So stupid. Um, Three years old, he must be just spoiled.
2: Uh, Well, With love. He's spoiled with love. With love. That's right.
1: That's so great. Yeah. Uh, So what are you in town for? You're in town for business.
2: I am in town for, well, you, I'm in town for business, but I'm thrilled and psyched like, to do this.
3: Well, of course. Because
2: I'm a big fan, but uh, business brings me to town. So there's a there's a convention of people that sit on public company boards of directors, mm-hmm. and I'm attending that tomorrow, so. All
1: right, cool. cool. Yeah. Who do you work for? Can you tell us, or do you want to talk about that?
2: Oh, no, I can't. Um, I'm in the mining business, so I work for, I'm um, actually sit on boards of public companies mm-hmm. that um, are in the mining industry, so. Um, Coal mining? No, battery materials. Okay. So graphite, lithium, and also gold and silver. Oh, nice. Yeah. So. That's
1: cool. Is it no you, cool How long have you done that job?
2: I've been in the business for almost 20 years.
1: You must like it. I hope you say you like it.
2: It takes me all over the world. So that's very exciting, very interesting. What's there's the, a lot of dudes. That's what, the one. There's a lot of dudes. You know, um, but um, it's, it's really been interesting and exciting. What You know, living in Denver at the time um, in the mid-90s, there was um, not a lot of different industries to go into, and that was a good one, and it's been good to me.
1: And how are the dudes? Are they good? (laughs) Yeah. Or are they douchey?
2: Well, you know, I think the higher up you get, the less douchey they are in front of you. All
1: right. Yeah. So you can
2: work your way out of that.
1: Um, So what's the furthest that this job has taken you, travel-wise?
2: In January, I went to Ghana in West Africa.
1: I didn't even know what that was.
2: (laughs) (laughs) What was that? And how long were you gone? I was there for a week visiting mines and uh, driving around because they had no in-country flights. Everything was kind of fogged in. It's kind of like San Francisco Mm -hmm. type weather. And you, I think, had dropped that Genesis episode, which I was so thankful it was on my laptop because (laughs) I probably listened to it three times.
1: Oh my God. (laughs) The, um, yeah, Carly sent us a really nice, um, or sent me a nice email that said that she really likes the ASAP club because when she has to travel and she's away from uh, her family, it it helps with the travel. And that's good, I'm glad.
2: No, it is. It's nice because if you have a podcast that you listen to regularly, the, the voices become familiar mm-hmm. and so it becomes kind of comforting when mm-hmm. you're um, in the middle of nowhere with no service, which happens to me yeah, a lot. Like I I've bet. been to Yukon and the British Columbia and West Africa and South America. It's nice to hear familiar voices.
1: Excellent. So it's, it's almost like I was in Africa. I feel like, <laughs> I, I, feel like I was. Uh, so your husband must be very uh, capable of handling the children on his own if you travel.
2: He is. Yeah. He has a very interesting occupation.
1: Can you talk about
2: that? I, I can. He's a fencing coach. Wow, wow I was fencing,
1: fencing for a year.
2: Did you really? Yeah,
1: I was in seventh grade. See. And how did that go? Well, you don't do it anymore, so you it, must have been it terrible. It was.
4: well. It was, it was fun. <laughs> I did Sabre. That was the best.
1: All right. Cool.
4: It's pretty good. And yeah. Is, yeah. He, pretty is, good. is
1: he a private fencing coach?
2: He is. We own the Denver Fencing Center, so it is. What, what one the, of the heck?
1: Lower- yeah, I know. That's a lot different from just a fencing coach. You own the Denver Fencing Center.
4: <laughs>
2: we do.
1: Congratulations on that well, thank endeavor.
4: You. Thank you. It was he like? Did he do it in the Olympics or like, or, or is he like a coach for Olympians or anything like that?
2: He was an All American in college. Okay, cool. Yeah. So he was pretty good. Yeah, and. Um, yeah, we, we opened it 15 years ago, and he's been running it ever since.
1: That's it's, a very unique thing. I mean, like yeah. if you would have said he's a tennis coach or, you know, that, you know people get their heads around mm-hmm. that. But, yeah. yeah, that's pretty unique.
2: Yeah, a lot very of swords cool. around the house. Do the, kid, yeah.
1: do, the kids, uh, do the kids have any interest in it?
2: Uh, one does mm-hmm. one has completely rejected it as expected <laughs> of course, and uh of course. yeah and the, the little three. guy is <laughs> named after the three musketeers his name is aramis so we're hoping if not everybody's going to ask him his entire life if he fences or not his
1: name is really aramis it is it's so funny because when i and you're not going to believe that i say this but i'm going to tell you this when i was uh when i was young 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 i loved the three musketeers and i always said if i had a son i would name him d'artagnan
2: that's really cool. But that
1: never happened. And had I had a son, I, I, I wouldn't have because I had grown out of the three musketeers by then. But <laughs> Aramis, that's really cool.
2: Yeah, my husband's actually had a couple students over the years named D'Artagnan. So that's why we took it off the list. So it was either Porto okay. or Aramis after that. But D'Artagnan is the coolest of the three,
1: probably. Did I say it wrong? You're saying D'Artagnan.
2: D'Artagnan is probably the correct
1: one. Okay. Yeah. okay.
2: D'Artagnan in French, yeah. All right, excellent.
1: Well, Carly, I'm so glad you're here.
2: Likewise, glad uh, rather be here.
1: This is this is where we do it. This is yep. the studio. That's the logo. That's Kyle. What? Uh, how did you find our show? I always ask people this.
2: I was uh, jet lagged and in um, on a business trip. Mm-hmm. I was looking for YouTube podcasts because that's my number one, and I found the Marie and you um, doing YouTube. two. Okay. I stayed up all night listening to it because it was so good. <laughs> well, and thank you. You're welcome. And I couldn't sleep. And um, I subscribed immediately after I listened to that one. I think I listened to the R.M. episode after that, too. So those were those were the two that were kind of the hook.
1: Nice. That's usually what happens is people are are Googling. uh, And if if we've done a band or we've done or Mm -hmm. we've had an artist on, then that's how they find it. I've been tagging the hell out of episodes lately so that. Yeah. So that we're get that SEO. What's SEO mean? Search engine optimization. Wow. Look at you, youngster. (laughs) Uh, so where are you staying downtown
2: Uh, the LA Athletic Club is it nice it is nice it has a great gym so it's a good spot and also Uh, it's got a good spot it's got a good uh, good gym and a good bar so what more could you want okay
1: and you you already informed us that you had a drink cocktail before you got here I
2: pre-gamed before I got here because there was going to be a huge studio audience and I was nervous
1: (laughs) and then you Ubered or Lyft which one I Lyfted Lyfted good job okay so you threw out a couple of topics and then I said and I said, "Well, it's your choice. Whatever you want to do is what we'll do. That's how it goes here. I don't. Uh, I, I don't choose. I want the. I want the person who comes here to choose. So you chose. You want to tell everyone what our topic is for the night. They already know because they've read it. But introduce it like they don't know.
2: It's the replacements.
1: The replacements. Now, who's in this band? We got Paul Westerberg, Tommy Stinson, and a couple other guys.
2: A couple other guys <laughs> rotates a bit, but at the beginning, at least, it's. Um, they've got Chris Mars, and they've got Bob Stinson as well.
1: There you go. And um, Now, everyone has been asking uh, me to do a replacements episode. I'll give you a no, replacements episode. You've got to do a replacements episode. So many, many months ago, I finally, I, it was on Amazon. I think there was a, a box set of all the, all, all the albums. So, and it, was, it wasn't expensive at all. I'm like, okay, I'll get this, and then, I'll, and then I'll, get, I'll listen to these so we can figure this out. So I'm glad that you picked this, because now people are going to get their fill the Replacements. Are you an expert on the Replacements?
2: I would say I am. I'm pretty solid on the Replacements. I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good on them. I don't know if I'm a complete expert. I read the entire book Trouble Boys, which is the complete history of the Replacements, uh, which I actually have in my bag here. So I think that's pretty close, but it is a band that has been written about extensively. So I will do my best.
1: And they're pretty much an 80s band. I mean, the albums came out in 81, 83, 84, 85, 87, 89, and then one in the 90s. But pretty much for that decade, that's their decade. They're solid in the 80s. and then-
2: Yeah, and it's, it's interesting that the, you know, the biography of them you know, talks about how they, they kind of hit their stride kind of in the mid-80s, and by the 90s, you know, they had a sound, right? And yeah. the, you know, music had kind of moved on at that point, so they really were a band of, of that time frame. Yep.
1: And uh, they really changed. The sound really changes. I yes. mean, it's, uh, it's straight up punk with this first album.
2: It is. It is. With Sorry Ma. You know, Bob Stinson's influence was really significant in the first couple of records. And they had more of a punk sound. And then as his substance abuse issues uh, uh, accelerated, um, you know, I think it became more of a Paul band because Paul always wrote the songs yeah. for the most part. And, you know, Paul has definitely got more of an R&B and a country um, I would say interest over sure. the years and so yeah the the sound definitely evolved over time and then producers got involved as well and put their own unique stamp on these records
1: yeah because these uh, these first ep- uh, records are on twin tone and they're kind of self-produced
2: yeah yeah so
1: um let's get into now you brought you brought two songs from each album mm-hmm. and then you brought uh, uh honorable mention yeah you called it is that what you called it well in you case we had
2: overlap like, I, we have, I, yes i had an honorable mention because I think the the four middle middle records in their career are so good there's no yeah. there's no bad song on them.
1: And this first album it's got uh, 18 songs. Mm-hmm. And they are, you know, they're, they're they're like a, you know, a minute 50, 2 minutes, they're just it's just it's Yeah, the fun. whole record is 36 minutes. The whole right, yeah, 36 <laughs> minutes for ni- uh, 18 songs. So you are the guest, so I'm going to let you uh Now did you discover the replacements like as soon as they Came out, or did you discover them after a while?
2: Uh, I discovered them with the Please to meet me record. So right. uh, pretty much halfway through the career, maybe kind of toward the end. Uh, read about them in Rolling Stone. Um, you know, went out, bought the record, having never heard them before, mm-hmm. and then you know bought the catalog after that. So the punk records were uh, ones I picked up maybe a year or so into following the band.
1: And when you start with uh, when you start with uh, the Police to what was it called?
2: Pleased to Meet Me.
1: Please to Meet Me. When you start with Please to Meet Me and you're digging that sound and then you pick up these early records and, and they're this punk were you like, wait a minute, this isn't even the same band.
2: Because
1: it totally sounds different.
2: <laughs> it does. Um, but there are elements and in, in even those first two records, you can hear the future sound. And, you know, The Clash is like, like U2 is my number one band, but The Clash is my mm-hmm. number two band. So I, I love the punk records, but I can't tell you I listen to them as frequently as I do the later stuff. Gotcha.
1: Okay, so from the 1981 album, Sorry, Ma, forgot to take out the trash. What's your first song for us?
2: I've got I'm in Trouble, which was one of the singles.
1: Sounds great in the headphones, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. I love listening to music in the headphones. What kind of headphones do you wear on the airplane when you're flying?
3: I
2: have bows. They're actually in my bag.
1: Do you have these or different? Are they noise-canceling?
2: They are noise-canceling. I
1: right, bet they're probably the same thing as these.
2: They're not silver like yours. They're black? They're white.
1: They're white? Mm-hmm. Fancy. All right. My first song off, sorry, Ma, forgot to take out the trash, is I went with the, the, the track that kicks off the album. Let's listen to Taking a Ride. Taking a ride in a hearse because mm-hmm. he took too many pills from her purse. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so far, no crossover. No crossover. What does uh, does your husband listen to podcasts? No. What does he think of you doing this tonight?
2: He thinks it's awesome. Um, he actually never listened to this band until <laughs> like last week when I made him listen. You to made this him band. listen to it. Yes. Do
1: you guys have the same musical taste?
2: Mm, not really I mean I, I like hip hop he loves hip hop that's his thing so well, that's pretty good
1: though. I like it he loves it yeah it's, it's not like, like... With you too
2: he he always says I like you too I don't love them mm-hmm. so it's you know it's a good it's a balance
1: that is good <laughs> uh, okay we're still in sorry Ma I forgot to take out the trash what's your next song
2: I've got kick your door down One, two, three, four.
0: So proud that don't bother me. I'm gonna keep on knocking, gonna keep on pounding. I knock, I'm gonna pound, I'm gonna knock, I'm gonna kick, kick your door down.
1: you ever uh, have a chance to see the replacements live?
2: Yes, I've seen them three times.
1: What year, what years did you see them?
2: I saw them in 91 on the All Shook Down tour, which mm-hmm. they called a traveling wake. Uh, but it was my only chance to see them when they were still together in yeah. their somewhat original form. Um, and then I saw them at Riot Fest in 2013 when they reformed. Okay. And um, it's actually where the shirt's from that I'm wearing. Um, and I saw them in 2015 uh, when they briefly reformed before they said they were breaking up forever.
1: Wow, that's cool that you get to see that. <laughs> and how were they in uh, those, those uh, reunion-type tours? Were they still great?
2: Uh, the Riot Fest show was great. Uh, and I have to think that they were incentivized to not mess that one up because, you know, they had, if you read, if you read the biography of them, I mean, they just were, they would always fall apart um, whenever things, things were important.
1: Shoot themselves in the foot.
2: Uh, yeah, self sabotage. Uh, yeah, I mean it's story after story after story. So every time I went to see them, even in '91, I was always worried that it was going to be one of those terrible shows. But the two, I was fortunate. The first t- two times I saw them, they were terrific. And then that third time, um, they did what is, you know, described frequently as, you know, if the crowd is a little too into the show, they just want to throw all kinds of cold water on that. Oh. And so um, they did a show in 2015, and it was on it was on April 19th. So. I don't know that they realized that it was, a, it was a 420 show, effectively, right? There's all kinds of bands that come to Denver the week of yeah. 420, and it's kind of a circus. And so the crowd was totally amped up. Um, Teenage Bottle Rocket opened up, which is a pretty well-known punk yeah. band, regional punk band, um, who came out and just started talking about this was a dream come true for them to open up the replacements. And I'm thinking, oh, no,
3: right? <laughs> They're
2: just going like, to mess this up. And, um, I was, I was pregnant. I was in the GA. It was an all GA show. I had ignored my bio rhythms to be able to stand in the front and not have to go to the bathroom. (laughs) And they came out and they did, um, three or four songs. And then they decided they were going to slow things down and do stuff from like Paul's solo work,
3: which
1: was just
2: going to totally ruin the vibe of the show. And I was so mad. I left.
1: And was, (laughs) and was that the vibe of the whole crowd? Were they feeling like you like what's going on?
2: Oh, no, everybody else was so excited to see them because they have so many people that came to the band mm-hmm. long after they had broken up. That's true. People were so excited to be there that, no, I I, I have to tell you, I had to, I had to part the crowd to get out of there at that point. Oh, man. But lucky me, right? I'd seen them twice yeah. before. Good. So good on me. And if everybody else was willing to sit and listen to, you know, Waitress in the Sky, um, you know, extended version and, and, <laughs> and sadly beautiful and um, some of the tracks from Paul Westerberg's solo albums, which are good, but yeah. not really while you're there. Uh, well, you know, good on them.
1: I'm surprised the band would agree to play Westerberg's solo stuff.
2: Yeah, well, they. I think there's a reason why they ceased to exist. Yeah. I think they broke up forever after that. And then subsequent to that, um, Tommy Stinson went to do a new Bash & Pop record, and I did a pledge music, and Tommy Stinson was um, actually recorded a voicemail greeting that I... Uh, could use on my phone actually paid for that. So I got to think Tommy Stinson must be a really like easy going guy after all this. Right.
1: I think that's what it's always like. Like one guy's the easygoing guy and the other guy's the the knucklehead
4: kind of Paul Lester records a phone message. He goes, hello, hello, (laughs) (laughs) hello. And then he just hangs
1: up (laughs) (laughs) and not uh, knuckleheads the wrong word. Like, like just a, a tortured genius. Indeed. That was, that's what I should have said. Yeah. That's not the same as knucklehead. Completely different. Oh, yeah. you know when when Mo calls Larry a tortured genius.
3: Certainly, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah and you tortured genius, and it hits him with a wrench. Uh, okay, my next song. No crossovers yet, no so crossovers. we're we're hearing a lot of this first album. Uh, Johnny, there are eighteen songs to pick. Well, from, that's so. true. Johnny's gonna die.
0: A couple chords, forgets a couple breaks. And everybody tells me that Johnny is hot. Gonna need something, but he ain't got. And Johnny's gonna die. Johnny's gonna die. Johnny's gonna, Johnny gonna
1: die. I like that one because it sounds a little bit different from the other songs on the album.
2: Yeah, it's got that distinctive bass line from 15-year-old Tommy Stinson. Yeah, singing about or not singing, playing to a song about Johnny Thunders.
1: That's how old Stinson is on this album. He's 15. He's 15. That's insanity.
2: Yeah, he uh, he joined the band. I think he was. I think he learned to play bass at 11 and joined the band at 13. And then, um, yeah, he was 15 when they cut this record. And in fact, um, their manager, who's the producer on the on the record, uh, became Tommy's legal guardian. Within a year or two. That's pretty cool. It, well, well hmm. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, good. I guess cool. I mean, I, mean, I cool have, a, that, I have I mean, a thirteen. I have an almost thirteen-year-old. Right. I don't know if I could. I, I don't know if I would let her run off with a rock band, a la almost famous. I maybe thought if she was maybe, I thought about, maybe though.
1: his. I thought maybe his home life was bad, and so that's why this oh. guy became his legal guardian.
2: His I home don't life know that. was bad.
1: Okay, so then
4: that's good. So that's probably
2: good. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's maybe
4: what I was thought that. No, you're now, right. Now is Bob since an older? Than him? Bob I
1: Stinson's assume. the older one. Yeah. Bob Stinson was six when this album came out. <laughs> <laughs> they were like Hanson. <laughs> okay, so what's your honorable mention? Did we play it yet?
2: Yeah, Johnny's Gonna Die was my honorable
1: mention. Oh, okay, so that was the one crossover. So it's good that you brought the honorable mentions. That was a good idea. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because in case there's a crossover. We're I still... just brought
4: the whole album in I case there's the a crossover.
1: <laughs> I figured we could play it in its entirety. It's only 36 minutes long. Okay, so we're moving on to uh They did have an EP in there. But they we didn't did. Bring, we it's called Stink.
2: Yeah, but the lead track is "As Kids Don't Follow," which is a good track. But as as a U two fan, you know, they saw U two and then they thought, oh, "Okay, I don't like I Will Follow." They didn't like the message of that song. Okay. um So, which I, I can respect. But yeah, I didn't really want to bring that one. But it's gotcha. a good record. It's a good one.
1: Now Kyle, you didn't comment on the album cover. The first album cover. You want to talk about it?
4: Um. I, I like it. It's just, it's like a ripped picture of yeah. them, which is kind of telling in the future. <laughs> yeah. Um, And then just in the middle says the replacements and then has the title track. Yeah. It's like, it, it looks like a punk album. It's a punk album. Now, when yeah. do you see
1: the cover for Hootenanny, <laughs> right, hold on, it's not through, bad. Stink. It's just, you won't believe how different it looks. Oh, wow. I know. Isn't that ridiculous? It looks like, it looks
4: like a compilation album.
1: It, oh, it kind of does. It's just I don't even know how to describe this. Like the song it, titles are all in there, and like, in like a, little blocks, little block, colored blocks. Like it doesn't look, it, it doesn't look like no. a punk album at all. It, like if you told me this was like That's a, like a
4: Mary Poppins font. It's very <laughs> like,
1: yeah. Like I, don't, I mean, I don't know, I don't know what band I could compare this to. Like if you told me this was a, it looks like the back of like a Frankie Valli album. <laughs> oh yeah, it does. It looks
4: like old timey. Yeah. kind of. Which I guess goes with the title Hoot Nanny. I guess so. I don't hate
1: it though. No, I don't hate it either. I just, it's just, <laughs> it's just, just different. way different. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the genre is still punk rock. This album is 31 minutes in length, 12 songs, but that's, uh, that's how the Ramones albums are. They're like yeah. a half hour long. Even the Van Halen albums are a half hour long. So Hoot Nanny. Are we having a Hoot Nanny? I think so. I think we are. Carly, what do you have for us?
2: Uh, take me down to the hospital. <gasps>
1: They're all about, like, (laughs) doing too much of something and dying and... (laughs) Now, I, did, I didn't bring the title track, which is the first song on the album, which is called Hootenanny, but I did want to say that for the first song, they all played different instruments. Like the drummer plays lead guitar, and the bass player plays rhythm guitar, and the lead guitarist plays bass, and Paul Westerberg plays the drums. So I, that's a hootenanny, I guess, I guess.
3: when everyone's <laughs>
4: playing
1: a different instrument.
4: There is a song on here, Mr. Worley, and the writer credited is mostly stolen. stolen. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I didn't uh, I don't have that but I do have uh, Color Me Impressed Everybody
3: It rocks.
4: I love that one.
1: What do you think so far, Kyle? Because you're, you're not familiar with the replacements at all.
4: No, not really. Not yet. Uh, but I like this stuff because it's like, it is punk. I
1: like punk yeah. in that era of this, this caliber. And yeah. the, the, the kids that are making this music are all like uh, half the age you are now. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and they're taking pills and being taken to the hospital.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, And, and dying. <laughs> what, uh, what's your next song?
2: I actually had, I had Color Me Impressed um, also on my list, so that was one crossover, but I'm going to go with Buck Hill, that's track eight, and uh, the reason I chose it is you can hear in this um, pieces of Kiss Me on the Bus, which they later became a much, um, a big part of Tim, so. Okay. We'll kick that one off.
4: None of those songs sound like they're from the same album. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> it crazy. It's kind of,
3: it's
1: kind of crazy, kind of eclectic. You could say it's all over the place, but I, I'd, I'd say eclectic.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Carly, you said you liked hip hop. What's the, what's the best hip hop album that's out right now? In your oh, opinion.
2: Oh gosh. You know, I like, uh, it came out last year. Uh, J Cole's, uh, KOD record is the one that I've really enjoyed over the last year. Or so, and, and, uh, Drake's Scorpion, but you know, as a, Middle-aged white lady who doesn't love Drake. Really. <laughs> I feel like he just writes to me.
1: What uh, what music do, do your uh, do your teenage, young teenage kids like? Show tunes. They do. They love show tunes. Do they, uh, are, do they have, uh, are they in drama or are they in, mu- do they do the musical stuff? They do.
2: They do. So it's, it's, yeah, it's Hamilton. It's Finding Neverland. It's School of Rock. It's every kid uh, friendly musical that comes to town, we go see and then we listen to the soundtrack ad nauseum for months afterwards
1: isn't that funny like that's how that's how my uh youngest daughter is too and my oldest daughter loved hamilton i mean they they yeah. like know every word every of word it. yeah, yeah it's crazy
2: it was the first time i heard my nine-year-old curse at the time because she was she was playing hamilton through her like headphones yeah. right yeah yeah but it was okay because it was the hamilton soundtrack I know.
1: It's, you, it's just gotta, good. <laughs> you just gotta let it go you gotta let it go it's not it's you know, whatever yeah whatever and right. I, i'm just impressed that they would know all the the words yes it's nuts yes what um but as far as mommy's music, what do they think of mommy's music?
2: Well, uh, <laughs> they listen to it when they want something from me.
4: Oh, interesting. <laughs> interesting. They're like, oh, why don't we put on the replacement? Right. <laughs> and,
1: uh, <laughs> and go get ice cream. That's
4: right.
1: <laughs> and go buy new shoes.
2: Mom, play that U2 song again.
1: <laughs> uh, my next song from Hootenanny is Treatment Bound. Mm. So again...
0: That's right. Seeing the theme. Yes. (laughs)
1: Again, every song is different. It Sounds like it could be a Bob Dylan song. It
4: sounds like it, like Bob Dylan called from a payphone and then they recorded it. <laughs> and they recorded it. <laughs> it does sound
1: like that. It's not. Uh, it's not high fidelity. That song. No, this is still twin tone, right? This is still twin tone. Yeah.
2: And it was recorded in a mobile unit, like oh, they was had it? like a mobile unit, like out on the street, and then, um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, reading about the the recording of this record, like they were in a little padded room um, writing and recording these mm-hmm. songs. And the producer, who, with whom they didn't have a very good relationship because of their repeated drinking and drug use, <laughs> was sitting in a mobile unit fuming about their behavior and unable to do anything about it.
1: Are all the original members still alive? Have any of them passed? Bob, Bob I know Stinson
2: has passed. Bob Stinson
1: passed. Yeah. Yeah. How did he, was it drugs?
2: Well, I don't want to give it away, but yeah. It's coming up? Yeah, it's coming up. Okay. <laughs>
1: all right. I jumped the gun on that.
2: It's okay, but I do have my notes um, uh, it, with the nanny record. Um, young Tommy starts drinking uh, with this record, which apparently in the earlier days he was not drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess when he turned 17, he really just... Start wow. drinking. I have trouble
4: believing like, that, but he's like, look, I'm not going to drink till I'm 17. I'm <laughs> exactly. going to keep it clean. <laughs> and then I will. The yeah, I'm in right. temple. I'm
1: going to keep everything nice and even toned, but 17, I'm busting out.
4: <laughs> 18, heroin, all the, way. All, all the way. way.
1: all the way. Go off the rails. And then I'm going to join More Motley Crue when I'm 19. <laughs> so, uh, did we did we get to your honorable mention song?
2: Uh, yeah, we did. Yeah, we did, because we had, a, we had a crossover with Color Me Impressed. Oh, that's
1: right. That's yeah. right. So we're, moving, so we're moving on. We're moving on. We're moving on to Let It Be.
2: Yes. Very
1: ballsy to <laughs> take that title.
2: You know, they, so they chose the title because they, they were just messing around in their van and they said the next song that comes on is going to be the title of our record.
1: And Let It Be obviously came on. Came on. Me. And who sings that song? <laughs> the Beatles. It's the Beatles God. So what do you think of this album cover? I, I like it. They're on a roof. I do, I do too, but it's like totally different. Yeah. From I mean, not that the album covers are going to be the same, but this this isn't this isn't like the other two, yeah. and those two aren't the same. No, and this isn't really a this isn't a real punk cover.
4: Um, I mean, it's a little bit of punk, a little bit. Like it's like punk, but it also kind of looks like it could be like a Tears for Fears album cover it could be or a something. Yeah, Goo Goo Dolls album. Yeah, too.
1: <laughs> It's just like them sitting on a roof, hanging out. Except if it was if it was Goo Goo dolls, Johnny Resnick would be on the roof. He'd be, he'd be, he'd be, and then and then they would have that, that troll guy, Robbie. He would Robbie. have to be inside the window.
4: <laughs> you you know what, go on the first floor. We'll be able to see it. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Um, it's got a long lens, Robbie. This looks like a this doesn't look like a staged picture though.
3: It looks no, like it, a very
1: candid it picture. It looks like they were just shooting a bunch of and mm-hmm. they and they probably said we want this one. The guy's like, "Well, that's not one of the ones. That was an accident." <laughs> Two, one of you is covering your face, the other one's blinking. Uh, that's one's the one we turned, want. heads turned. We got um, Peter Buck does a guitar solo on a song on this album from REM. He
2: does, and uh, it's it's funny because yeah, because REM was constant or REM, the replacements were constantly. Per- compared to one another Mm -hmm. at the time, right? Because they were both coming up, they were both on indie labels, um, both, you know, kind of jangly, guitar-driven music, um, and, you know, had clearly different, very different outcomes. But it's funny you mentioned the Goo Goo Dolls because they are the ones that opened up for the replacements in 91 when I saw them. Oh, really? And it was before Johnny Resnick's Extreme Makeover, and they were both wearing sweatpants and uh, like Looney Tunes t-shirts. So Robbie (laughs) and Johnny looked a lot alike at that time.
1: Oh, boy. It's really... (laughs) Johnny now almost looks like he's had plastic surgery or something. Yes does, he does. He looks like uh, his skin's very smooth and, (laughs) yeah... I don't know. I don't know, Johnny. Scale it back. You looking him up?
4: Yeah, because you... I I can't. Oh yeah, it's weird. It is weird. He right? looks like fake pretty. Yeah. Fake pretty. <laughs> I wish
1: I could be fake pretty.
4: Yeah, he's definitely had some work.
1: Yeah. Why does that happen?
4: He looks like uh, Bon Jovi in this one picture, and then he looks like
1: Bon Jovi's mom. <laughs> 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 uh, okay, so we got we got Let It Be. What do you got for us?
2: Oh, we're gonna do the, the kickoff track, I Will Dare.
1: and doesn't sound like anything off the last two albums. No, completely different.
2: That's the Peter Buck bit.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that was a little uh, solo mm-hmm. in there. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: I could just play that with my mouth. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with the song and then I'm gonna play, uh, I'm gonna play this song and then I'm gonna, you're gonna give me the wire and we're gonna play how i heard this song originally, because okay. it wasn't by The Replacements, even okay. though it's their song. So let's hear Androgynous.
0: Here comes Dick, he's wearing a skirt Here comes Jane, you know she's sporting the chain Same hair revolution, same build evolution Tomorrow who's gonna fuss? And they love each other so us Closer than you know, love each other so
1: So androgynous, I guess, I mean, I guess now that would be non, is that what non, non-binary would be? Because my, my oldest daughter, Ezra, uh, identifies as being non-binary. And uh, I don't know mm-hmm. if she would be, I don't know if she would not like the term androgynous. I, I don't know. I don't know either. But that's how, that's how. Um, it
4: might, now it might refer more to a style versus a. A lifestyle. Yes.
1: Yeah, that's right. But I don't but, know. I'm um, yeah. not the authority. I'm not the authority either, but I I, I try. Very, but we'll certainly I, talk about it. <laughs> I try very hard. Well, I'm just. I'm no, just, I know. I'm just asking. Uh, so the first time I ever heard this song was uh, obviously it's a cover song, and I heard the version by Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. So let me. How come? I, how come there's not a? Why don't I have a Joan Jett playlist? What is going on with my iTunes? This is very weird. I thought while it was playing, you might have had it queued up. No. That would be, that's what a a real broadcaster would do. There it is, it's from the album uh, Sinner, which came out in 2006, so here we go. Is it weird that I like her version better? No, it's because I, I do like that I do like her version better.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh, also, there's uh, a, I will say the replacements one's a little stripped down, yes. especially for them for what I've heard so far, because uh, uh, jo- it's like just piano and and hers is like fuller with the with the band. And
1: the while we're beer. while we're talking about Joan Jet, she has an album called Notorious, and there's a song on there called Backlash that she wrote with. Paul Westerberg, so I'm gonna play a little bit of that just cause. That's not it. That's not it. That's the same one. Oh, I thought you had cued it. Okay, go ahead, Kyle. I'm ready. <laughs> he, he also plays guitar and vocals on this with him. that song i haven't listened to that in a long time i might have to pull that album out tomorrow is that from her i'm sorry you said but it was 1991 and notorious it's really hard to find that album i love it i really like that album she was all glammed up in it
2: was that like i hate myself for loving you era or was it after that that
1: was right after that wow yeah i hate myself for loving you was 88 so this was uh 91.
2: wow that's a great track
1: yeah, it isn't. Thank yeah. you. Thank yeah. you. I didn't write it, but thank you. <laughs> I take full credit for all that. Um, yeah, like I would love to have Joan Jett on here. I keep trying.
2: She's got that documentary out now. I she know. Should be doing a press tour. I isn't
1: know. That's that's what I thought too. They were just in town. They were just in town last week. Joan Jett and the Blackhearts were opening for Morrissey. I didn't that doesn't say seem, <laughs> No, that doesn't seem like a good. I don't know. To me, that doesn't seem like a good combo. I feel like a lot of people would go to see Joan and then leave before Morrissey. And, and the Morrissey people would be like, I guess Joan Jett's cool. I don't know. What do you think, it, Kyle? Yeah. It's, it
4: almost seems like it should be the other way around. It should be more like in terms of tone. Like it's, you don't want to be like all amped up and then just brought down with sadness. Yeah. You
1: want to build <laughs> to that. I just feel like Joan Jett should just be touring on her own. Yeah not supporting Morrissey. I don't know.
2: Yeah, it's like, uh, it's, it's a little like the Pretenders opening up for Def Leppard over the summer as, you know, Def Leppard, great band and all, but I mean, Pretenders an opening mm-hmm. act? I know. Wow, you know?
1: Yeah, because I just saw the Pretenders last year open up for Stevie Nicks. Yeah. And that was, that was okay. Yeah, right. But mm-hmm. I saw the Pretenders open for the B-52s once and I'm, I was just hmm. like, I would have, I think that should be reversed. Yeah. That's just, I just love the Pretenders so Me much. Too. though. Do you have a, is there a bucket list uh, concert, someone you've never seen, but you have to see?
2: Oh, geez, that's a great question. Uh, no band that's currently um, together. Okay. No, no. But I, I go to a lot of shows, so I've been fortunate. And, How about you? Uh,
1: well, it's Elton John still, but I do oh. have tickets for February. You'll get your f- chance. February. Yeah. I, I do have tickets already. But um, who do you go to shows with? Who goes, who goes with you?
2: Well, um, if it's you too often, I go by myself because Mm -hmm. my husband's seen him enough. Uh, He did go with me this year. He went with me to Vegas and Nashville to see him. But when I went to New York to see him, I was on my own, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which was totally fine. Um, But I have a friend that I go see shows with in in Denver that likes. She likes a lot of like um, industrial Mm -hmm. music. And so I can, but usually I can convince her to go see something that's uh, a little edgier.
1: It must be like, how many shows do you think you go to see? Do you go see... One show a month at least? More than that. Really?
2: Probably three or four. Months. You're
1: like a rocker chick. Can I say no. that?
2: <laughs> you know, uh, no, no, not a rocker chick. But you know, you can slip out of your house at like nine o'clock, the kids are in bed. You can. Go see a show, yeah. you know, and then be home by like midnight, one one in the morning. Yeah. And as long as you can pull it together the next morning, to go to work, it's better mm-hmm. to be tired the next day than not go at all. Right. Because like, yeah, you right. get older, I think too, you feel like, okay, this is the last time I'm going to be able to see this band, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So, you know, you just, you, you know, you got to, you got to roll with the punches a little bit and make it happen.
1: Rocker chick's not negative, though.
2: <laughs> I meet lots of nice people if I'm by myself. If yeah. you have a beer and you're standing near the front, mm-hmm. um, you'll always meet people because there's always people there by themselves, too.
1: Mm-hmm. I love the ego you by yourself because I go to shows by myself sometimes, too. And it's like, yeah, a lot of people would go, oh, I would never go see a concert by myself. But it's kind of, you don't have to worry about anyone. No. You can move around if you want to. Yeah. So, like, I go I go a, a lot with my, I call her my concert wife, Suzanne Dillingham, mm-hmm. and sometimes she wants to move to the front immediately, and sometimes I don't want to, but I, I just go, okay, I'll see you in a yeah. little bit, but yeah, it's you cool. You catch her, right? Yeah, exactly.
4: Yeah, my parents were always like, because I was like, I'm going to go see Nine and Nails by myself. They're like, by, your, by yourself? <laughs> yeah. Does anyone want to go with you? I, no. <laughs> and they're like, oh, well. You're going by yourself. I'm like, yeah, I'd rather go by myself than not go at all.
1: Like you said. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I don't have anyone to go with. I guess I won't go. I guess I won't go. Yeah, that's stupid. (laughs) Oh, a band I love is coming to town and I've never seen them, but I can't get anyone to go, (laughs) so I guess I'll never do stuff.
4: (laughs) Sometimes I feel burdened with another person. Yeah, sometimes it can be like that. Because you're just
1: like... Oh, then you're worried, are they having fun? Is it like like I've took taken you to a lot of shows where you're like not into it. <laughs> <laughs> but I I but you I'm just fine. go for the you just yeah. go for the hang. Yeah.
2: All what right. was the what was the one that you had to wait through the longest? What was the one that was like the one you really had to work hard to try to enjoy? Uh,
1: oh, I think I know what it was. It was Mr. Big. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't you didn't like that at all. No. It was like even like Asia you liked because amazing yeah, I liked, amazing Asia, musicians. And I liked
4: uh, like even I had fun at the gin blossoms yeah. and like, but yeah, but the Mr. Big, Big you,
1: was, uh, even even our friend Mike Schmidt who went wasn't into it. I don't think mm-mm. I was the only one that liked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you want to go again? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I think it's your turn because I played Androgynous and then 10 other songs. So now it's back to you.
2: Which, yeah, which, and that song's amazing. So yeah, it totally it deserves is. its time. It is great. Um, so I'm going to go with the second track, which is Favorite Thing. There.
1: Maybe, uh, maybe you can answer this question for me, Carly. There's a song on this album called, and forgive me, uh, Gary's Got a Boner.
2: <laughs> it is.
1: And Ted Nugent is listed as one of the co-writers. Yes. So did they like take a riff off of what they do? What'd yeah, they, what?
2: they did. They they lifted some of the riff from uh, Ted Nugent's song. I can't remember which one it is, All but right. yeah. It was it was pretty obvious, and so they listed so it. So they just gave him credit. He has credit, yeah.
1: I have the song in here if you want to just pass the chord and we'll find out. All right. Okay. This was not on, on the playlist, but this is, we got Gary's, uh, I don't even want to say that in front of our, 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 our female <laughs> guest, but uh, Gary's excited, that's what we'll call it. <laughs>
3: okay,
2: Apparently they f- made fun of people that were like, kind of like, uh, not with it, and they called them Gary's, and so that's why they named it Gary's <laughs> Out of boner.
1: Uh, Maybe we can use that. Maybe we, <laughs> <laughs> we know some Gary's. Uh, okay, let's see if we can, okay, I'm playing it, let's see if we can hear Sounds a little like Cat Scratch Fever. That's what it's funny. I'm going to back up again. Oops, sorry. Oh, no, that was it. Yeah, that's kind of Cat Scratch Fever. All right, let's hear Cat Scratch Fever. It's
4: in there, yeah. Yeah. Hey, it's better than
1: Vanilla Ice. Yeah, trying to say that he didn't... No, it's buh, buh, buh. <laughs> yeah, that's that's, uh, that's one of the most popular songs of all time, Vanilla Ice, <laughs> and you ripped it off. Okay, where are we, where are we, where are we? It's uh, your song. It's my song. Okay, my song, it's and this is a... chord. Yeah, take the chord back. You need to take the chord. Uh, my song is... You would think we'd never done this before. I know, I know. <laughs> It's a cover of a, It's a cover of a Kiss song mm-hmm. Black Diamond mm-hmm. You know who wrote this Don't you? Oh Paul Stanley Let me tell you something I wrote a song called Black Diamond I sing on it And Peter thinks on it And the replacements <laughs> They did a cover version On an album called Let It Be <laughs> Let's listen to Black Diamond <laughs> It's a very good version
0: Out on a you know, for a living Sorry. It's only begun They've got you under their phone
1: This song is 44 years old.
2: It's Seriously. from the
1: first Kiss album from 1974. I don't even know what it's about. About a black diamond? I don't even it's know.
2: It's about a lady of the night. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I heard Paul knew one or two of those over the years,
1: so I <laughs> do hmm. what it was about. Black Diamond. So is that her <laughs> Is that her nickname? Is that like in the, in the classic Burt Reynolds movie, Sharky's Machine, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where the, the high-priced call girl is nicknamed Domino?
4: And for like thirty minutes, he's just watching her, and literally nothing happens. Oh my in the god! Movie.
1: He's he's on stakeout. Like they didn't know how to edit movies sometimes back in the day. He's literally just watching her apartment. It's almost creepy.
4: He's like yeah, he's like eating sandwiches. He's like not sleeping. He's like he's just like no
1: shirt. Like no just, shirt on. Babe. And the, and not doing a good job of being no. hidden. Like the
4: no.
3: blinds are the up. Blinds are like, up.
1: He's got a giant
3: like telescope.
1: <laughs> He's got the bear. Uh, he's got the bear. Chest, the hairy Burt Reynolds. Chest. Oh, so he's wearing a sweater. <laughs> <laughs> okay. At one point, two guys come in to relieve him, and then go. He
4: goes, "No, I no, got it. <laughs> no, I got it." <laughs> it's like three days in. Yeah, I, I'm creepy.
1: So and then I got they, it. And then they cut to. They're like, "You've been watching her for a month or something." It's <laughs> insane. <was just> <laughs> it's ridiculous. Then, like, if she's. If she's like in the bathtub, then he's in the bathtub. It's (laughs) so weird. It's like, what are you doing? It's like a weird romantic comedy. It's very strange. There's a part, I think we've talked about this before. He finally has to get her out of the city and he has to, because guys are trying to kill her. And he takes her to this like farmhouse that he's been renovating. It's like his family's old farmhouse. And she comes in and he's, (laughs) he's, there's like a window seat and he is um, chiseling, uh, uh, like a, a like a rose, like a rose the, the size wood. of your
4: hand, yeah, basically. Yeah.
1: It's like the size of your hand. It's a rose. That's what Sharky does in and, his off and time. It's like, and it's like an inch deep into yes. the wood. And then so she sits spot next to him and she's like, What are you doing? And he's like, Oh, it's just something I like to do. It's just a hobby and I'm trying to fix this place up. And then they pull out for a wide shot. And there is more sawdust on the floor than you can possibly believe. It's like a, a foot high. Like, it's if, like If you've ever seen Scarface,
4: the mountain of cocaine, yeah, picture that, but sawdust, sawdust on the floor.
1: There's no way there would be that much sawdust. There's absolutely 100% no way. Like, as soon as they pulled out, we just started to crack up. I'm like, oh my God, look at that sawdust. It doesn't make any sense. No um, sense at all. Uh, it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Okay, I played Black Diamond, and we talked about sharky's machine back to carly
2: hey i had black diamond as my honorable mention so i'm with you on that
1: it's, yeah, great it's a great it's a great cover oh, it's amazing cover i guess they were kiss fans right
2: they were kiss fans yeah
1: did we cover it did we, we're through this album
2: we we are we're through let it be they are done with this little like minneapolis twin tone label at this record
1: so now they move on to sire records yes. where are they from what what city are they from minneapolis okay i figured twin tone that's the same label um soul asylum was also Mm oh okay on twin tone There's there's a big indie label i mean if there's a if there's such a thing as a big indie label it was it was that and then they move on to sire records which they were probably so psyched about because the ramones were on sire records pretenders were on sire records who else were the uh, sorry I got an eyelash. My Madonna
2: ear. was on Sire.
1: Madonna, Madonna, <laughs> was, Talking Heads were they on Sire Records?
2: Oh, I think so. I think so too. And they had Warner Brothers, like was like the overall distribution. Yes,
1: uh-huh, was, Sire well. was under the umbrella of Warner Brothers, and then this album is produced by Tommy Ramone.
2: Yeah, dream come true, right? Yeah, right. So they do everything they can to like sabotage the recording of this record, but they still <laughs> come out with something absolutely brilliant. You got the Tim album, which there's not a bad track on this uh, on this album either
1: and what do you think of this album cover um it's okay (laughs) it's weird like the album's called tim so i don't know what you're expecting but you're not quite expecting this
4: yeah there's like a like a mausoleum hallway looking
1: thing from phantasm and then up at the top it's like an upside down pink and then uh, and then someone with a guitar is this a concept album of some type
2: I, I don't think so. I think it was some type. Of, they they just they hired somebody to do the cover. I think I read, and uh, he had a bit of an Orwellian view of things. And
1: that is Bob. <laughs> that's Bob Stinson's face. It says. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: um, why is it called Tim?
2: Uh, you know what? I have to look that. I don't remember that. I, I read that book, but it, there was so many drunken escapades that sometimes I would like flip a page or two. So <laughs> I actually because sometimes yes.
1: reading that stuff gets to be too much.
2: Well, it does because it, it. I don't want it to um, negatively impact my love for the band right. because they're doing so many things to screw up their career. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a long story about how when, you know, they, they signed a sire, like they put, you know, Seymour Stein, the head of Sire Records, just puts every effort into promoting this band. They do a showcase. And of course, they completely like get wasted. They get all the record company
4: <laughs> so people stupid. wasted. They're
2: smearing stuff on the walls of the restaurant. Oh my and. God. Um, so yeah, so yeah, you kind of have to gloss over that stuff sometimes.
4: Yeah, so apper- apparently, uh, Paul Westerberg, everyone just recalls him just saying,
1: "I think we should call the album Tim." <laughs> and then they said, "Okay, mm-hmm. okay, sounds good to me." <laughs> it's like when I read this.
4: Like he so- said because it's such a nice name.
1: <laughs> <laughs> when I read Motley Crue's book, The Dirt, when it came out, that's probably twenty years ago now. It was just so much debauchery, like on every page. And it was just like, and they never, and it was written in a manner where they thought it was, even to this day, they thought it was still cool. Like they didn't have any, like, I can't believe we did that. Or I don't know why we are like that. There was none of that.
2: There was no Keith Richards life element to the no, no. molly Crew one. That's yeah. why
1: I, did you read the dirt?
2: Uh, no, but yeah. I read Keith Richards. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And
1: there's a, I know Netflix is making a dirt movie and I'm just like, <laughs> it's just, it's just, who cares?
2: Yeah. I don't know. You can top the behind the music. Yeah. Right. Where he says, I woke up and the needle was still in my arm. Yeah.
1: And then they're shooting Jack Daniels. And <laughs> right. Ozzie, snort Nance. Ozzy Snort Nance. It's <laughs> like, okay. But I just hate that they laugh about it. Like, But they don't laugh about it the way you would laugh about it. If you're just like, oh, I can't believe we did that. They're not like that. They still think like, man, we were so badass and we did this. And it's just like, <laughs> we
4: lived the life, man. And it's like, we did it. You're 60.
1: <laughs> you're 60 and your singer can't sing. Oh, terrible singer. Live, <laughs> yeah. terrible. Yeah. Uh, Tim, this is still Paul Westerberg. Chris Mars, Bob Stinson, Tommy Stinson,
4: and this is in this is the second in that middle four you were talking about, right? Yeah.
1: That, okay. Yeah. That you love so much. Yes. Okay, so you start us out.
2: Yeah, so I'm going to start with um, my favorite track on the album, which is "Left of the Dial."
0: Some local pain.
1: 2003, on Rolling Stone's list of the 500 greatest albums of all time, Tim was at number 136. Pretty high. And the reviews for this album are off the charts. Five out of five stars from all music. The Austin Chronicle, four out of five. Blender, five out of five. uh, Entertainment Weekly, A. Q Magazine, four out of five. uh, Rolling Stone, four and a half. Rolling Stone, four and a half. Spin, Alternative Record Guide, 9 out of 10. So, I mean, this is off the charts. Mm -hmm. Great. So let's, uh, my first song from Tim is Waitress in the Sky.
0: Um. She don't wear no pants. She don't wear no tie. Always on the ball. She's always on strike. Strutting up the aisle. Big deal, you get to fly in the sky you ain't nothing but a in the sky
1: this reminded me it has like a jaunty thing that almost reminded me of joan jett's version of androgynous
2: mm-hmm. i can hear that yeah kyle yeah I,
1: they nodded at me. and
2: this, this was a source of creative conflict a little bit because bob didn't bob stinson did not like this country direction that mm-hmm. westerberg was going into
4: um This says the band performed on Saturday Night Live when this album came out in 1986 or right after it came out, and that they got a lifetime ban for swearing during the broadcast and uh,
1: having bad behavior on the show. Okay. Well, that is a perfect example of what Carly's been saying about this band (laughs) shooting themselves in the
4: foot. But then Westerberg would later perform as a solo artist, so clearly he didn't get...
1: (laughs) Maybe they didn't know. Maybe they didn't even know he was part of the replacements.
4: Oh, he's walked in with a mustache. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> mm, cowboy
1: hat. Hey, guys. You guys like Sharky's machine? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're up.
2: Yeah, it was Bob Stimson that dropped an F-bomb on the live TV, apparently. Got, oh. got him banned.
1: Hey, that was Bob. That wasn't me. Didn't they bleep stuff back then?
2: I don't think they were fast enough with it. Apparently, <laughs> really? I don't know, man. But... Right. um. Yeah, so I've got uh, another one that's kind of a, this is in a different direction, the left of the domino Swing and Party.
4: You were fading me down, but you were swatting at that fly that I was swatting at earlier.
1: <laughs> the uh, And Westerberg writes every song on this album except for one, Dose of Thunder, is a co-write with Chris and uh, Tommy. So he's really taking the reins of writing all the songs.
2: Yeah, because the other people are barely functionable at this point. Um, okay. I know Tommy taking... started drinking when he was 17. <laughs> I don't know if he's still drinking at this point or not. So they're getting per diems from the record company, but they are rating... Um, the per diems out of the suitcase of like whatever handler the record company is sending to monitor them and they're spending it on booze and drugs and then going back the next day and asking for more money. Like they're they're really spiraling at this point and Bob Stinson is, a, they're, they're Tommy, young Tommy at this point I think is 18 or 19 is about to kick his older brother out of the band and this is actually the last album that Bob is putatively on but mm. I don't think that he actually plays on all the tracks. Oh.
1: Was there a, I don't remember replacements behind the music. There wasn't one, was there?
2: Oh, I don't know. I don't, know. I don't recall ever seeing I one. don't
1: recall. And I know I've seen, I saw every one. Because I would even watch when there would be like a band that I didn't really know or like. Yeah. Ten minutes in, I'd be like, oh, this is awesome.
2: What band do you not know or like?
1: Well, I mean, like if it was like, you know, like if it was a TLC oh, or sure. something. okay.
3: Right, <laughs> right. I'd right. be
1: like, you know, yeah. oh, I know who they are, but right. uh, they're not in my wheelhouse. But then I'm like, oh, that's a great story. Yeah. Because uh, that was the beauty of that show you would watch every single one. That's true. It matter. That's true. And you yeah. would get, cer- certainly you'd get more excited by one other one, you know, so, you know. oh my God, there's good, they're doing one on Journey or they're doing one, you know, stuff that's in my my wheelhouse. But I watched every single episode. I, w- I loved it too. Yeah. I wish those were, uh, I didn't want it to end. I mean, when it yeah. ended, I'm like, there's still a thousand other bands. Totally,
2: yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I
1: wonder if it was just costly. I don't know. It was like one of the VH1's like, Signature show for the longest time.
2: Oh yeah, especially if they had somebody that you hadn't like, yeah, hadn't done mm-hmm. one for. I mean, when they did that Molly Crew one, that was huge. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was
1: crazy. Yeah. And uh, they never did that one two parts. No, but there might have been an extended. They oh, would okay. do that. They'd go like now yeah. with more footage and the Journey one's great. It's on. You can find that on YouTube and it's an extended cut. It's pretty great. Cool. They never did Cheap Trick though, because Cheap Trick doesn't really have any story. There's really no drama. Mm-hmm. There's no. Yeah, it's just you know, and that when they did have ones like that, you could tell they you're like coming up. <laughs> they bought them out, and it's like, oh yeah, the bus broke down. And we, wait a minute, that's not what, <laughs> really what I thought Probably. was going to happen. So you know, like Metallica, there's a bus crash and the bass player. Di- I mean, there's yeah. there's a drama, but yeah. you know, some bands just don't have it.
2: So no, it's hard to manufacture. I, it's
1: hard to manufacture. That's I
2: always true. you know, I, I always thought with like. Um, Hold My Life that's on this. It was funny when researching this because I always thought Hold My Life, they have the line razzle dazzle, razzle's gone or razzle Mm -hmm. died. I always thought that was about the Vince Neil razzle car accident. It's not. Huh. It was written before that, but there's, well, at least there's nothing out there. No research out there suggests that that was what got him to write that Hmm. that line. But why else would you?
1: I know that doesn't make any
2: sense.
1: (laughs) Carly, I just took notice of your notes there. Kyle, Carly is more prepared than who? Oh, Murray. Okay. (laughs) Just making sure. Okay, my oh, next... That's, so- oh, that's lo- oh, that's from the hotel. Yes. So you just did this tonight.
2: I did this afternoon. All
1: right. Did you,
4: did you use was a, a roller for these lines? They're very straight. Yeah, how'd you do that?
2: I did. I wanted it nice and straight. I did. Well, I had this big book. Oh, so right? you used, the book. So much. You used, used the, the book.
1: You used the book. You used the... the yeah. Oh, the edge of the book. The edge yeah. of the book. Bring a T-square in. I don't think they'll let you bring that on the plane.
2: <laughs> Need Burt Reynolds' help on it.
1: <laughs> Are you a heavy, heavy packer or light packer?
2: Oh, very light. I'm on the road so much, there's no way. But I never unpack my suitcase and I never I never go anywhere without my passport because I might have to get on a plane.
1: Do you have to wear corporate-type clothing?
2: Not at a mine site. All right. But other times, yeah, I do.
1: And what does corporate-type clothing involve?
2: <laughs> uh, so I have to actually wear, like, I have to wear a suit jacket and I have to wear, like, a dress or a nice pair of pants. So okay. I, yes, so I bring one outfit.
1: All right, cool. Yep. I'm getting to know all about Carlene.
4: <laughs> what, what do you have like a at, a at a mining site? Do you have like boots you have to wear?
2: Oh, I have steel-toed boots. I have uh, I have those pants that zip off at the knees. Uh-oh. I've never unzipped them, but they they have that option. Yeah. But I have like Duluth Trading Company like um, gardening pants, and I have like the shirts because if you go somewhere like I've been to the Dominican Republic and I've been to parts of um, South America, and when I was in Ghana, like those are mosquito-infested mm-hmm. uh, com- yeah. countries, so. Those, I actually have to treat my clothing, put it with, with mosquito repellent, put it in a bag for like three days, then pack my suitcase. So when I take it out. My clothes are treated. But I have to be covered oh, wow. head to toe pretty much. Otherwise, you're going to get bit up and you might get like…
1: you're Malaria already on ta- something. Yeah, because yeah. usually I'm, I'm already
2: taking like anti-malarial drugs when I go to these places. So yeah. <laughs> don't want to take is, any chances. This is a,
1: this is a dangerous job. <laughs>
4: There's a lot of, there's a risk factor. There's a lot of risk. When uh, when I had that cough and was sick forever and I had to go to the emergency room and they gave me medicine when I was in there, the guy in front of me gets called up and they're like, um, like they were like, oh, they usually give this to people for like West Nile or Mm -hmm. something. And he's like, I'm, I have to take it as a precaution. I'm going on a trip and they're like, oh, are you going anywhere fun? And he's like. No, I'm going to for work. And they were like, oh, well, you are going to have fun there? And he's like, well, it was an accident and it killed three people. So I don't know. Oh <laughs> I'm like, God, oh, my no. God. And then they said, oh, so your blood work came was back. Like, oh.
1: Was your mother a jackal? <laughs> uh, my next song from Tim is Bastards of Young. Pause that one second. Now, when I did hear this song, this song sounds like the Goo Goo Dolls. Mm -hmm. Play it again. Start it right back up. That really sounded like uh Goo Goo Dolls mm-hmm. to me, like early Goo Goo Dolls. This is one of the ones
4: they played on Saturday night live.
1: This one? Mhm. I didn't hear the F word. <laughs> <laughs>
4: uh,
1: you got another one for us?
2: That was my honorable mention. Was this Bastards was. of a lot of, oh, lot of honorable a
4: great... mention crossovers. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. They always have a great kickoff track, right? Cuz like this song like just is is so mm-hmm. good. You know, they either have a great kickoff track or they have a great like Switch from A side to B side, like I mean, and this was on the B side like when you flip the, the record over. So we always had that scream.
1: Now for the next album, Please to Meet Me, I actually have three songs because I couldn't um I couldn't narrow it down. I couldn't do it.
2: So hard. Such a great record. Yeah.
1: So this is uh now this is Paul Westerberg, Tommy Stinson, Chris Mars and this guy named Jim Dickinson. I don't know if he's a band member or if he's just sitting in. He's you the know? producer. He's a producer.
2: They had to go through like 30 different possible producers before this gentleman agreed to produce this record because they had so many problems with their other producers and with the record company. And at this point, their, their, (laughs) their, their antics are becoming very well known. Um, so, I mean, they were doing things like there was a show with REM where they opened up at Bogarts in Cincinnati, where they were like throwing, um, booze into like the mixing board. Like they were, Oh,
1: that does, that doesn't help the show. (laughs) Kyle, please don't throw any booze into the mixing board tonight. Oops, too late.
4: What uh, and we I guess we all it, check and make sure it's still recording. Right? If, if
1: Tommy Ramone doesn't want to come back and produce you again, there must have been a problem. <laughs> He's like, I don't, I don't produce unless I can hold a gun to someone's head. Like, no, that's feels. I know that's oh. what I'm referencing. <laughs> I know. Uh, okay, you go first. You're uh, the guest.
2: Oh, it's very kind. Are You uh, having fun? Oh, I'm having a blast. Okay, good. Uh Never mind.
1: Never mind what? Never mind. You're not having a blast. You're not having
3: fun. <laughs>
0: let sure.
1: There's a few more co-writes on this album. there's uh four co-writes on this. Westerberg, Stinson, and Mars wrote four of the uh, eleven songs. so that's good. That's good for the band to get some some mailbox money for the publishing. Uh, well, you
2: know, they kick Bob out and then you know they're a little bit more of a cohesive.
1: yeah. It must have been hard for Tommy when your your brother's in the band, and then it wasn't yeah. hard for
2: him. yeah I, it would have to be very difficult. I would think so. I would think so, yeah.
1: What was the age difference? Do you do we know?
2: I think it was like it was six or eight years. Six or eight years. Quite a bit.
1: It is quite a bit. That is. that wasn't even. That's quite a bit. That is quite a bit. Is, a quite bit. Quite a bit. So uh, like,
2: if my my kids, if my little if my little boy was in the band, he could have kicked one of his big sisters out yeah. of the band yeah. if they were like.
1: And how old is your littlest on. one? Three. So in f- fourteen more years, so uh, start drinking.
3: That's right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, do, I hope I hope that's not true. Um, so
1: this, this is
4: like their. This is their like, kind of breakout album i would say right because this is the one when people say to listen to the replacements this is the one they kind of always like point to
2: Yeah, this one or tim yeah yeah yeah. this one had more singles Mm -hmm. they were really putting a putting a push behind this record and one of the problems they had was that you know one of the songs on there um was the ledge and it unfortunately coincided with a, a a very large rise in suicide packs Mm. Uh, oh. Like like weeks after they decided they were gonna lead with that single, so that became a bit of a problem for them.
1: And that's my song. So let's hear, let's <laughs> it's hear a good the song, though. It is. <laughs> and i spent uh last friday night in uh santa Monica at a hotel because uh my wife had to teach there the next morning and uh uh, so she was in the shower and i was uh i was uh, on my computer and she was, and this is a phrase that never existed until i got this podcast she's like what are you doing and i said i'm picking my songs (laughs)
3: like
1: no one ever says i'm picking my song (laughs) oh you're creating a set list for your gig tonight no i'm not a musician i'm just picking my songs so uh, that's when I picked my song. So yeah, The Ledge. I love it.
2: That's great. So you're probably looking out over the ocean.
1: Yeah. 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 Oh, I sounds opened, wonderful. I, op- I opened the window. I stood. Oh, see,
2: stood on the ledge. The, I grabbed another
1: <laughs> bottle of Jack. <laughs> spilled
2: so, coffee, spilled donuts.
1: <laughs> what? Uh, what song, did you have The Ledge? Did
2: I you, did I not we, have The ooh, Ledge. Okay, here we go. I do love that one.
1: We could end up hearing six songs off of this album. Good.
2: oh, We could, and there's, they're all good. Do you
1: think there's any crossovers? I I do. You do? Okay. Don't say anything Kyle. Oh,
2: I think okay. I know the crossover, but I have it as my honorable mention. Right. So uh my number my number two song on this one was Can't Hardly Read uh, Which I Features. Ah, oh, and this one's got Alex Chilton on guitar. So I have this one. Okay.
1: Album closer.
0: You tomorrow. Tonight I can't hold got a stand that I can borrow I promise not to blow
1: I didn't ask you what you think of the album cover.
4: I like it. Although it's pleased to meet me, I, I kind of wish one of the hands were like upside down, like you were shaking your own hand. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah, that's a good point. That is a good point. But I do
4: like it. It's like one's like yeah. a business suit, one's like a ripped shirt. I do like the font. I like the colors. Yeah, yeah I like this album cover a lot. They kind of have a logo, but not really. Like mm. it's kind of like yeah. a similar font, but it's never the same font, which is interesting
1: how do you feel about people referring to this band as the mats
2: oh i think that that's um that's fine you know it shows you're a fan you know Mm -hmm. you've read up on them you've done a little research done a little time on them it'd
4: be like calling the smithereens the means though (laughs) like
1: it's just like it's (laughs) not i still don't like they're not the place mats
2: well that was the origin of it though somebody they were i think they were called well first they were called the impediments before there were the replacements, and then somebody called them the placemats. And I think that was where the mats came. From. Oh, okay. But when I was a teenager okay. and I was making people mixtapes of replacement songs, mm-hmm. I, I I titled it Mats Mania. So when I was a teenager, I loved that there was like a secret name. For secret them, name I for
3: you? Okay,
1: that's cool. Yeah. Okay. It's like the secret menu in In-N-Out Burger. Yeah. (laughs) Can I get Matt's fries? That's just uh, French fries with a lot of pills on
3: them. (laughs) Exactly.
1: (laughs) Uh, They take 17 French fries and they douse
4: them in alcohol.
2: (laughs) And I think in the sessions for, I think, either this one or... um, I think it was for this one. They they actually tried to raid the um, offices of Twin Tone Records. They got really paranoid that Twin Tone was going to start to release a bunch of stuff that they had recorded. Uh, And they... They grabbed what they thought were the master tapes and threw them in the Mississippi River, but they were not, in fact, the, the tapes. And they figured out that they were not, they were just like copies. They weren't the original masters. And then they tried to go to Pete Stark's house, the guy that produced Hoot Nanny, and tried to steal from his house until they realized that they were going to call the cops on him.
1: At least they didn't throw some other band's tapes <laughs> Yeah, in the river. I thought you were saying. <laughs> and they threw soul all the Sola tapes. tapes in the river. Come on, man. That's not cool. Uh, my next song. It's like, f-
4: it's like Drunk Ocean's 11. <laughs> it is a bit. <laughs> uh,
1: skyway is my next song. I was on the wrong list. I was on
0: the wrong you list. You take the skyway high above the busy little one way. In my stupid hat and gloves at night, I lie awake. Wondering if I'll sleep. Wondering if we'll meet out in the street. To take the sky away. It don't move at all like a subway.
1: Mellow, but I love it. Mm-hmm, me too. Good song.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, do we still have one more?
2: I have one more. I have, uh, I have, yes. I have uh, Alex Chilton.
1: By this time, Alex Chilton was their friend. So I wonder what they thought about them writing a song. Did he say, Guys, that's stupid. Don't do that. I mean, I wonder how he really felt. Yeah,
2: I wonder how he felt, too. I know that they were apparently really embarrassed about playing it for him. And (laughs) so even though he was around, he was never around when they were doing this song. Oh, that's funny. Which kind of makes sense, right? Because they're always like, there's always this fear that they're going to succeed. So they don't really want their hero to know that they've written this song about Mm -hmm.
1: him. That's like Kyle and I have been working on a song called Christy Stratton. And we are so afraid to play it for her. But we will. We'll eventually play it. Mm-hmm. It starts out with a little soundbite of her saying, oh, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're moving on to Don't Tell a Soul. Now, this album cover, what do you see this album cover, Kyle? It looks like it should be like a cure or... Depeche Mode or... Yeah. It does not look like a Replacements album cover yeah. at all. Like, I've seen this album cover many times th- throughout my life and I never it, thought it was... It a, almost looks a, like a, a Lou Reed on the cover. Yeah, it's just like... Or, or also, who's the guy? Um, oh, uh, Charlie Sexton. It kind of looks like oh, yeah. Charlie Sexton a little yeah. bit. Who is that on the cover? Do we even know?
2: I believe that's Paul.
1: That's Paul. It it's doesn't kind look, of
2: stylized. It a
1: bit. Yeah, it doesn't mm-hmm. look like the Paul Westerberg that I mm-hmm. know. When... About. When Paul
4: Westerberg does he does he play solo now and does he play replacement stuff or no?
1: He probably plays a few, I would think.
2: Yeah, he's he's done a number of solo records, but yeah. I don't know. I haven't seen him on I don't know that he's toured behind him. Maybe he has. Yeah.
1: I wonder if a guy like that has money. Like I always wonder how that goes, you know? Like the, the, the replacements didn't sell millions of no. albums. So I mean, it's yeah, it's 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 interesting.
2: Yeah, I mean I I gotta think, I mean Tommy Stinson joined Guns N' Roses after this, you know, after the replacements Yes, party. He did that for a long yeah. time. Yes,
1: he did. I think when I when I saw Guns N' Roses, he might have been in the lineup because I saw them. Oh, okay. You know, when it was none of the originals but Axel. Yeah.
4: There's a compilation album called Besterberg, the best of Paul Westerberg. <laughs> really? Yeah. He has that's great. He
1: has, he has a couple of compilation albums. I'm going to his official website for a second and see if he, there's like tour dates.
4: He has two songs on the Friends soundtrack and and a song on the Melrose
1: Place soundtrack. Maybe he has some money from that. Well, yeah, yeah. the Friends soundtrack probably sold. Uh, and
4: he three.
2: was on the single soundtrack. He had two songs on there. He had um, "Waiting for Somebody" and "Dyslexic Heart." That was right after the Replacements. Oh, I fell apart.
1: Yeah, part. "Dyslexic Heart" is a great song. Yeah. Well, yeah. He the last the last solo shows. Oh, that was 2015. That was. Replacements Reunion. Yeah, it doesn't mm-hmm. seem like he has any solo shows at all. No. Solo shows, 1993 to 2007. <laughs> all right. So obviously he's not making money by touring.
2: No. no.
1: I wonder if I, if he would tour, I, I, people would go.
2: I, I would think so. Maybe he
1: doesn't need know. money.
2: Maybe he doesn't. All
1: mm-hmm. right. maybe or, or maybe he'll call a Lyft tonight and he'll pick you up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, true. He <laughs> he's fine. He'll be okay.
2: Bob Stinson, before his untimely demise, went back to being a, a cook and a dishwasher after he got kicked oh, out of the
1: band. That's that's yes. rough. Yeah. That is that would be rough. Yeah. Now you're going to like this uh, this album called. Uh, I forgot to tell you already. Right? Don't, so Don't tell Us Don't tell a soul. This was produced by a guy named Matt Wallace, who's produced such artists as Faith No More, Maroon Five, and Train. <laughs> so he went deaf at some point. <laughs> So we know how much you like the train, Kyle. Okay, so I only have two songs off this. What are what are your songs?
2: Carla? Let's see. I've got I've got the single, the big single. I'll be I'll be you. All right, let's hear it. <laughs>
1: So yeah, that, that was their only Hot 100 charting single. That went to number 51.
3: Mm-hmm. So they
1: can't even say top 50. <laughs> yeah, we had a top 60 single. We had a top 55. Now on modern rock and mainstream rock, that song went to number one. So that's good. And this was their highest charting album in I, the US.
4: I assume based off the success of the previous two, then kind of everyone went and bought this one. Well, like
1: Tim, Tim only went to 183. Please to Meet Me went to number 131, and this one went to 57. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yes.
4: So
2: they uh, they were basically engaged by Sire Records to go do a, a PR tour of radio
3: stations. <laughs> Can't wait to hear how they messed this up.
2: <laughs> and they had already burned so many bridges uh, with their promotional tour for Please to Meet Me. There were very few... Um, Radio stations willing to give them a try, but WXRT out of Chicago, the big alternative yeah. radio station, uh, asked them to please do a they, to do a free concert basically to make amends, and which they refused to do. And um, <laughs> and then they went on um, the K Rock, and then they did um, something to Louis Largent on K Rock, and uh, he basically they basically burned every bridge there. So I mean, that the big taste making alternative formats would not play this band. So were they um, afraid
4: of success or did they just do, did there a dislike like, was that just the punk in them that they were just like the hell with it or what?
2: It it, it sounds like they were just, it was fear. It was fear of succeeding Mm -hmm. at every, because they would play and you know, when they first signed with Sire, uh, their manager set them up with a showcase at CBGB knowing that they would screw that up. (laughs) And then they had another show at Irving Plaza like three days later, which had the really important people because they, they, they also uh, upset Hilly Crystal enough that he said he would never book them again. Um, so yeah, I think it was just fear, and, and Peter Buck calls it, uh, called it Midwest fatalism. Like it was just his expectation that things were just gonna go bad
1: it's that so, they had. Yeah, it's so funny like how you said they were compared with R.E.M. when they were both coming up, and R.E.M. doesn't have any of this in them.
2: Apparently not. No. no. <laughs> they didn't try mean, to. They didn't go out and actively try to screw no. things up. But you know, I saw I saw REM in the '90s, and they seemed pretty messed up. And I remember Michael Stipe was reading all the words to every song off of like a, a music stand, so they they weren't. But but for some reason, they didn't really push it so far as to completely alienate the audience. Right. Right. I think they knew what how to walk or, that fine line.
1: Or when they did a press tour, they weren't pissing people off. <laughs> they, <laughs> they, were just, they were they were cordial and nice uh, young exactly. fellows. So this album, every song is written by Paul Westerberg except uh, the last song, which is uh, written by everybody, written by the band. They got a guy named Slim Dunlap is in the band now, playing guitar and keyboards and background vocals. My first song off of Don't Tell a Soul is Talent Show.
0: In my wax of hair and my painted shoes Got an offer that you might refuse Tonight, tonight we're gonna take a stab Come on along, we'll grab a cab We ain't much to look at, so Close your eyes, here we go We're playing at the talent show Playing at the talent show Come on along, here we go Playing at the talent show Check us out, here we go
1: Playing at the talent show. It's a good tune.
4: It is. I like that. What is your favorite album of theirs? Have we hit
3: it yet?
2: Yeah, we have. Um, you know, it's it's hard for me to choose a favorite. I would say it's probably it's probably um, Let It Be, okay. actually, which is not um not the typical one most people choose tim or please to Me. let it be is kind of a growing up record um mm-hmm. and I, I i like a lot of the sentiments and the songs there and also it's kind of the full band's record but they're all really good
1: yeah and when they got back together for those reunion tours people probably thought oh maybe they'll do an album
2: yes absolutely <laughs> and then, no,
4: maybe, <laughs> no. They'll, maybe they'll do an album and piss a bunch of people, people off <laughs>
2: <laughs> but like they did that you know even when they played riot fest like i mean i I, you know, I got right up in front, and I, I was by myself, so I met a bunch of people that had flown in just for this show, because they were only doing three shows on that, on three festivals Was shows.
4: that out here? No, it...
2: there was, they did it at Denver, Toronto, and um, Chicago. Okay. They might have done a show here.
4: I just know that they have a riot fest out here, but I didn't know if they played.
1: No, before. Kyle, we have riots out here. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> that's, <laughs> right. That's, that's right, that's right. That's not that's a right. festival, that's, that's actual a... <laughs> riot. That's right, Never okay. mind.
2: I think they might have done it. I think they might have had a, a, an unfavorable Coachella appearance oh, or two. Oh, okay. At the in, in that same year, maybe. but <laughs>
3: Of course <yeah>. they did. <laughs>
2: but, you know, even, like, they come out, like, uh, even with Rye Fest, even though they played really well, they had to come out and, like, make everybody mad, right? They were wearing, like, they, they always loved to dress, like, in drag a little bit. And so they came out in prairie skirts and Rock Mount Ranchwear shirts, which is, like, a big, like, you know, Denver institution. And then they're like, look, we bought shirts here. And then Paul Westbrook says, but they're all made in China. <laughs> and, you know. Another way to engage yourself to, with the crowd. <laughs> I think the phrase is shut up
1: and play your guitar. Exactly. I think that's what they need to do. Uh,
2: I don't want to Dr. Lore it, but yeah, yeah, maybe. I
1: don't know. So is it me or it's you? It is Carly. It's Carly.
2: Okay, I'm going to go with they kind of tried to return to their uh, punk rock roots with "anywhere's Better Than Here. So let's play that one. <laughs>
0: Sitting on the floor, never finishes. She abandons, never shows her soul, and she's kind of like a movie. Everyone rushes to see, And no one understands it. Sitting in their seats, she opens her mouth to speak and. Comes out Thought about not understood. She's to
2: That's my fault, Kyle. I'm sorry. I had I had I told you that was anywhere's better than Heroes Aiken to be. Oh. My bad. I'm that's sorry. sorry. Oh. I, I gave you the wrong uh, order, so that's totally fine. That was my honorable mention song, that's and okay. I read the wrong
1: one. It's not as. It. Okay. We'll edit it all out. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, we, I want you to look this up. There was, a, there was an album release called Stay Awake, Various Interpretations of Music from Vintage Disney Films, and the replacements do a version of Cruella de Oh, okay. So I want to hear that. <laughs> Cruella de But they probably... Rock it up, right? Are they trying to piss they Disney. They say off? the F word in the middle. They do. Cruel <laughs> <Pirella> the fucking Davoo. <DeVue. laughs> Take that, Disney, and then they pee on his grave. <laughs> <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> we found it.
0: Ooh. Oh, yes. Ow. Cruella DeVille, Cruella DeVille If she doesn't scare you, no evil thing will To see her is to take a sudden chill Cruella, Cruella DeVille The glare in her look, the eyes in her stare On innocent children, you better beware The world will search a wholesome place until Cruella, Cruella DeVille
4: that's pretty good. Tom Tom Waits does "Hi Ho" on this. I was just going to say, <laughs> oh, I want you. I want to a... hear that. I was just going to ask for that. Oh, really? How do we? How do we think this
1: sounds? Terrible,
3: <laughs> right? <laughs> Hi Ho!
1: <laughs> it's off to
3: work <dark> we go. <laughs> it's
1: gonna be awful.
4: Do you sing this in the minds? Yeah. Or is it forbidden <laughs> Say that.
2: he sounds like he's been in the mines
4: i am
0: not
1: it's unlistenable <laughs>
4: Mm, terrible
2: I can't even tell what song that is oh my
4: God. Me neither, that's terrible Yeah, multiple people listened to that and Went, yeah, put that on there <laughs> That's <laughs> no, good Can't we
1: find someone else to sing Hi Ho? Like James Taylor's on here, <laughs> Harry Nilsson Yeah, people that Bring can star. Sing, people that can sing her on here, Suzanne Vega I mean Bonnie oh.
3: Raitt then yeah,
1: Las Lobos uh, Aaron Neville <laughs> By the way, let's hear Aaron Neville. He's going to sing the Mickey Mouse march (laughs) with that high-pitched voice. It's taking me a minute. That's okay. Take your time.
4: Well, I just didn't want there to be
1: silence. No, that's okay. We'll just wait.
0: Now it's time to say goodbye (laughs) to all our
1: company. Listen to that voice, though. MICK
0: MOUSE come along and sing our song and our- Yeah, how
1: the hell? <coughs> I mean, he, he should only sing or do the voice of if, uh, if if a a, a, a fir- muppet
4: is in a well, or
1: or if or if a <laughs> if, if if a furnace in the basement comes to life, <laughs> then he's the voice of yeah. that. <sighs> <sighs> he's animal. Yeah, he's animal uh, from the Muppets. God, that's so uh, terrible. <laughs> what I guess people go, what an eclectic uh, album we put together, <laughs> that's, right? That's number three. <laughs> I know, I know. All right, back to the replacements. Well, uh,
4: what I want to know is how how do the
1: replacements agree to this and not <laughs> screw this up? And I, if if you see all the talent that's involved in here, it's like a pretty big thing for them to be asked
4: yeah. to do this. Because this was in this was in eighty eight, so this was right before, right before, probably right when they were recording this. Don't tell a soul. Yeah,
2: yeah. So I'm amazed they did. said yes to it. Well, uh, they apparently initially, initially did it as a goof with tons of F-bombs in it, and then were called back to record it <laughs> really at which time, <laughs> so you were totally spot on about that. <laughs> they are at this point starting to sort of approach sobriety, a little bit, <laughs> and uh, I think they uh, started to kind of, just when it was really too late and they would burnt every possible bridge they had available to them, they did start to uh, play a little bit with the record company.
4: And I wonder, did they did they get to pick that song from a list, or did, were they given it? Because I—that's well,
2: a good question.
4: Because it's kind of an interesting one to pick. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. is. Because all the other ones are kind of like the song from the yeah. movie, which I guess that is. But still, they're probably something else they could have picked. But oh, like maybe it's su- <laughs> Tom they, Waits' hi Ho." <laughs> yeah, they were like, "Oh, they're like, oh, hi ho!" No, Tom Waits already no. butchered that. Aww.
1: Maybe they just close their eyes and like pointed at the page. Oh, we'll do yeah. this one. All right. We are off and running to, is it my turn? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, I picked, uh, my second song is Asking Me Lies.
0: Summer threw a keyhole spots for three. Take me to your followers in the swings and flees. You can see the weather. Tell you questions. me me the rich The poor
1: That one also reminded me of the Goo Goo dolls. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it does. Yeah. The production. The, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. And they had a they had a really good uh, mixing engineer on this album, Chris Lord Alge. He's like he's big, he's the real deal. So between him and Matt Wallace, good sounding record.
2: Yeah, it's it's really like slick and 80s sounding, yeah. but sounds great. And like you listen to it now and it still sounds great. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. It's uh it's 80s sounding even though it was 1989. Yes. In a minute grunge is going to come in and ruin music. Do you <laughs>
4: do you have like the remastered versions of all of these and,
1: no, with the bonus tracks and all that stuff? There's well, tons of Well,
2: I, I should say I have them on Apple Music.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, on yeah. CD so form. You don't buy CDs anymore. You're all about the Apple and the Spotify or do you do vinyl? Yeah. Oh, yeah, are you a vinyl person? With the traveling, I'm sure it's easier. With
3: <laughs> it's the, very it's convenient very easy to bring, to bring take, my record collection to take
1: your uh, an album on the plane and set up your... Yeah. Can I plug in my clothes and plate turntable? <laughs> could you imagine that? I, you, have like some, some, <laughs> I have a phonograph.
4: Some some phonograph. One of those. Sir, do you exist. mind? Do you mind putting this the seat rest up so
1: I can crank this? Yeah. <laughs> some planes you can plug in. Could you imagine taking like, like open? you you you, so can, funny. you could carry that on. Yep. And then and then you pull out your vinyl and That's you just listen. They'd have to add to the thing, like no laptops,
4: record, <laughs> record players. players. Could you imagine if you hit turbulence when you're listening to your, to your vinyl? Uh, excuse me, I'd like a refund because uh, you scratched my
1: Paul
3: Westerberg solo album
1: with your turbulence. I was almost going to say with that Cruella de Vil that that might have just been Paul Westerberg. And then, and they just call it, because that used to happen a lot. They would just call it,
3: the, mm-hmm. uh, yeah,
1: the replacements. But it's not really, it's just Paul. All right. Are we still, do, we, do you have another one? You do have you have think that was really range?
4: Animal and they just called it Tom Waits? And they just called it Tom. <laughs>
1: animal. I like I hope.
4: It makes me cough
1: if I do that voice, but I like doing it. What's uh? Do you have another song off I of have,
2: uh, I do. I have off Don't Tell Us All. Well. I do have track six now, which I talked about last time. So we'll, we'll do that one yeah, because that one wrong. is a little. I played the wrong one. We need to kick it up a notch. No, you didn't play the wrong. I gave you the wrong <laughs> cue. Um, but uh, let's kick it up a notch because this is the last sort of gasp of true punk inspired music before it all kind of.
1: Kick it up a notch. Are we about to prepare a dish? <laughs> well, you know, are we, we going to prepare a spicy food? It's get a little spicy in here. <laughs> say what it.
3: happened? It just isn't. Yeah! There we oh. go.
1: On the 2008 CD reissue of this album, one of the bonus tracks is a song called Date to Church uh, with Tom Waits. <laughs> so we, give, me the, give me the thing. We got to hear that, right? Because sometimes it just comes together like this. Mm-hmm. Talking about Tom. They,
4: they met at Disney. <laughs> Disney. <laughs> they, he was like, I loved your Cruella de Vil. Were like, oh, we hated your we high We hated hoe. what you did. And we like to sabotage ourselves. Would you like to be on our new record? <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Okay, so I'm playing this from iTunes. So hopefully we're going to get to a part where they're singing with Tom Waits. Let me come out. One. Yeah, pull it out and put it back in. How dare you? Try it again
4: oh it's just itunes oh that's weird like, no one's ever going to buy or listen to this
1: I'm bummed it's not Here, I'll just look it up and we can just edit uh, it I'm not going to edit this <laughs> that's no fun editing's no fun Kyle's looking up date to church it's a bonus track on don't tell a soul we've been talking and making fun of Tom Waits so now we're going to hear if What he sounds like when he sings with the replacements. Maybe they were thinking about replacing Westerberg with him. We're going to jump ahead to Tom Waits. Up. Yeah, i don't even hear him if that's him in the background he are sounds okay are you sure he's not the organ maybe he is <laughs> <laughs> uh i thought that was that was very anti i thought it was going to be like westerberg and then <laughs> <laughs> it
3: sounded like a
1: like a like kind of gospel like
4: yeah. big band a date to church yeah i guess that makes yes. sense yeah okay. is tom Waits
2: still like active is yeah he still- unfortunately yeah, so you yeah. could go see him sometimes. Probably. He's in, a lot,
4: he's he in um, a lot of movies now.
1: He is in a lot of movies. Let's see. Uh, let me see. Let me look and see what the most recent Tom Waits song I might have in my iTunes. Oh, it we came did... out last week. <laughs> is that true? No. No, I'm just being funny. What's oh, the most recent thing I have? Is looks like '99. Oh, well, he let's, has. Let's try it. I mean, I know he has more recent
4: stuff. working on a stage musical, so that'll be listenable. Oh, no. Maybe your kids will love that. I <laughs>
3: no, no. This is called...
4: <laughs> growling tom, growling wait, son. tom Waits. It's called House Where Nobody Lives.
1: Let's see what this is like.
4: I can't imagine why no one lives there.
1: <laughs> it's your... It's your my input. That's disappointing. Mm-hmm. All right. Sorry, Carly. We're hijacking your episode
2: for No, I, I didn't. Well... It's Oh, I won't say I am enjoying the Tom waits. I say I'm amused by the Tom waits. Yes, weights. well,
1: that's yeah. what we—that's why we play it.
2: <laughs> yeah, and and the and what's that? What's that mixer thing called that you got today? The the Fethead? The Fethead. Fet yeah, the Fethead. Yeah, head right should there. make him sound as as good as he could possibly yes. sound. But no, best sadly forward. no. <laughs> no.
1: All right, we're moving to all shook down. This is the final, the final replacements album. I'm reading that this was originally supposed to be a Paul Westerberg solo album.
3: mm Hmm, that's
2: right. And then he started writing some songs and recording them. And then Tommy said, well, hey, wait a minute. I'm going to go help you out with that. And so he sort of joined Paul. But yes, this is effectively a Paul Westerberg solo album. And at this point, Slim Dunlap is just being paid like, he's actually not getting any songwriting royalties. And he's just being paid as a sideman.
1: He's getting paid in uh, Budweiser.
2: He's being paid in (laughs) booze. (laughs) Exactly.
1: Uh, Ben Montench from the Tom Petty Heartbreakers plays piano and organ. Charlie Drayton plays drums in a couple of songs. And uh, who produced this album? This is produced by Scott, Scott Litt. Lit.
2: Yes. We of, said that together. Yes. Of
1: R.E.M. fame.
2: Yes, document.
4: So did like, as a fan, did you know that this was kind of like the end basically when it came out or like when news broke of what it was?
2: Yeah, this was pretty well known um, at the time. Like when All Shook Down came out, I mean, and also you listen to it, it sounds so different than their Mm -hmm. other records. And everybody knows that the rest of the band is kind of checked out, and they're moving in a different direction. And at this point, also they've had a disastrous uh, uh, stint trying to open up for Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Okay, where they've (laughs) they've Uh, alienated another (laughs) another cross section of America. You
1: don't want to piss off Tom Petty.
2: I I know. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Initially, I, apparently, initially, like Tom Petty said, he liked their energy and he thought they were fun. And then,
1: and then after what a happened, couple of weeks of that, he's like, this he is nah, He got real sick They're,
2: of
4: it. They like strike me as a band that would steal the set list of the band
1: that they were opening for and then just
4: play all those right. songs. <laughs>
3: exactly.
1: We, uh, that's funny you should say that because when, when I did stand up, there was, uh, about a year and a half, two years, I did a college tour with my friend John Heffron, who went on to win last comic standing and now lives a mile from me. But uh <laughs> he never wanted to go first at these colleges because it was it was tough. Oh. And and he was real good so we we usually let him go last. But one night I went out and did like all his like
2: bits a
1: bits and I came back and he was just like dude why i'm like just have fun he's like this is gonna be terrible (laughs) does he remember that um i'll ask him i just uh, i'm supposed to have lunch with him this week so i'll ask him but uh, i'm sure he does because he was just like oh dude
4: that's not good now he probably thinks it's funny
1: i doubt it (laughs) (laughs) all right uh what do you think of this album cover kyle all shook down um
4: i don't mind it I like that the all shook down is upside, upside down. Um, down there's
1: just a couple places. of dogs on it. Yeah, it's. All, I don't know if there was a lot of thought put into these album covers or if there was no thought put <laughs> it into. It seems them.
4: like they were just scrolling through, like, they like flipping through pictures on. Yeah. Them. How about this? We're gonna we're gonna take a we're gonna take we're gonna take one of these disposable cameras. We don't know what's on and it. it, and we're just gonna see what <laughs> happens. We're just gonna see. We're just gonna what the third picture is gonna be the album. All yeah. right, there we go.
1: Hey, and if it was please. nowadays, you'd go, let's just scroll through some public domain photos and pick one.
4: Uh, like the please to meet me seems like the one with the most thought put into yes, it. Yes, yes.
1: And then everything else. Yeah, this, this could have been taken the same day, the rooftop, the <laughs> yeah. roof picture.
4: Yeah, hey, remember those dogs that we saw? <laughs> yeah. Do we have
1: that somewhere? I think we do. Yeah. Yeah, check that out. What's the album called? Is the album called Dogs? No. Oh, all Shook Down. No, All Shook Down. All Shook Dogs? No. No, <laughs> no, All Shook Down. All Dogs Get Shook? Nope. Are you teaching a dog how to shake hands? No. Is that why it's They're called just standing. Cook? What if it was just like the other uh, Please to Meet Me, but it was two dog paws? <laughs> that would be funny. That would not be, be too bad. Carla, you can laugh into the mic. It's okay. <laughs> um, okay, so what do I, I, I have three songs off this album, and so do you. I would love it if we could play all six if there's no crossover. Don't look. Wow. Okay. Let's just find out. Okay. Go ahead. Oh, go there are
4: only six songs on this album?
1: No, no, no. Oh, no, no. Oh, oh, oh. She has three
4: and I have three. Sorry, I was confused. I thought I thought there were like only six on he like was like, yeah, it's the last one, and uh, yeah,
1: <laughs> we're fine. So you go first. Go ahead.
4: Okay, uh, how
2: about my little problem?
1: Now you now the you're having problems. There we go. Do you
0: both see?
1: song
2: got a duet there that's a little better than his duet with Tom Waits
1: what are you doing messing with the cord? Just
4: fixing this cord
1: is the cord fucked trying up? to do it uh discreetly is the cord fucked up but I brought it to your attention I brought it to everyone's attention <laughs> worldwide you think it's fixed you cleaned it off with your shirt that's like mm-hmm. the, that's the equivalent of like banging on it <laughs> <laughs> hey, the, the TV won't
4: work. Slap the, the side of it. The inside of my shirt. No, I thought there might be some dust in the crevices or whatever.
1: <laughs> How, there might be more dust in the crevices of your shirt. You want <laughs> try it and see? It worked. Mm-hmm. You're a tech head. All right, I'm going to go with a song called When It Began.
0: Stop at a light that shines bright blue. Where you've been is still in view You stopped that nothing at your first chance Now it's nothing like When it began When it began
1: No, to yes. me, that definitely sounds like Westerberg solo. Yes, yeah. And uh, he did write all the songs, so when uh, Tommy Stinson came over to help him out, he wasn't helping him write. Hey, you think I could? Uh, no. No. <laughs> no? Well, I got a bridge for it. What if the melody, mm, no, chord change, mm. mm. no. Nope.
4: Just play what's on
1: the paper. <laughs> <laughs> play what's on the paper and then go to the fridge. There's alcohol oh. in there. <laughs> is Tommy drinking here? Is he done drinking?
2: Tommy has taken, Tommy has cut it cut back
1: cut way back he's
2: cut way back on his drinking <laughs> he's got a three-year-old wow uh, and uh, the band that he's been in almost in his entire life is about to break up but he's like 24 years old yep so all right it's uh it's tough times for tommy Stinson. and that's why he wanted to go and because uh, that's all he knows how to do because he pretty much dropped out of school when he was like 13 that sounds like
1: an after-school special tough times for tommy
4: <laughs> and then when does yeah, when does Bob Stinson pass? Is it during this time or is it later? 95. Okay. A couple of years later. later.
1: All right. Mm-hmm. Of drugs and alcohol. Yes. yes. When will rock stars learn? Do they think they're invincible? Like even with Tom Petty and with Prince yeah. taking pain medication, yeah. do they just think that they're invincible?
2: I don't know, or maybe they are uh, self medicating because it's what they do. Like I, I mm-hmm. want because they they say like Tom Petty really struggled through that last tour, right? because like, yeah, he, like, he had show, like a fractured had, like, hip. Yeah, they had to like drag him on off stage. Like as soon as he got off the stage, he was falling apart, right? We well, so, take
1: him to the hospital, right? <laughs> I mean, don't just, let him go home and pop pain pills. Well, I,
4: yeah, and I wonder if it's one of those things where they give them like the the, hey, you, you can't take this with this and this, and they're like, I've done everything else. Like, yeah. th- this is prescribed to me. It's not going to do,
1: you know. Now, here's the thing, though. With, with, with I, I can love take Tom. two
4: or
3: three, yeah. you
1: know. I love Tom Petty, but whenever I would see Tom Petty, he didn't really look like a healthy guy. You know what <laughs> I mean? Fair point. Like, when you see Bruce Springsteen.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. He
1: he's looks healthy. He looks yeah. amazing. He yeah. looks like... Like, Mick Jagger looks healthy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Even Keith Richards now looks healthy. Well, I don't know about that. He's, he's He smokes just, all the time. Yeah. Like to my knowledge, I don't think Bruce Springsteen ever smoked. Mm, I don't know. I don't I've never so. seen him. There's not a picture of him with a, No. yeah, hey, one time we uh, were at
3: uh,
1: Clarence <laughs> Clemens' bachelor party and we were at a strip club. It was called, uh, I won't tell you because I don't want my, I don't want Patty to know where I go <laughs> on a Sunday night. But I, I smoked a cigar that night, took two puffs. That's it.
4: <laughs> so I taped in. Bruce Springsteen smoking online, yeah. And it's just pictures of him like running and sitting on motorcycles, <laughs>
1: <laughs> just sitting on things that actually smoke. Yes. Yeah. All right. He's in a car. In a car, yeah. So, no, so no. I'm in a, a train.
4: This one looks like he's smoking, but he's actually playing a harmonica. I'm in a steam engine,
1: <laughs> and uh, I'm in a barbecue grill. <laughs> we're a roasting a we're we're roasting a pig. And uh, I'm right there. I'm I'm helping stoke the fire. Oh, that's a song. Woo woo woo, stoke that fire. Write that down. All right. Uh, I hope we can play six songs. Let's find out. What's your next song? Okay, we did have one crossover. We did. When it began was a crossover. Oh damn Sorry, it!
2: Sorry, man. Um, but I do have nobody as my honorable. Yeah, I don't
1: have that.
0: On your wedding day, a double takes when they.
1: It's funny, very similar to uh, to their former bandmates, Soul Asylum. Like Soul Asylum was hardcore punk. Yes. And then they, you know, they became this other thing. This is very similar trajectory, except Soul Asylum seemed to still make people feel nice. <laughs> they knew how to play nice. Or,
4: or was that like a tactic? They were just like, all right, send them the replacements in and then we'll send them someone else who's
1: way nicer and they'll just yeah. play them yeah. all yeah. the time. <laughs> exactly. Or did Soul Asylum say, hey, what happened to this replacements? They're a great band. What are they doing? Oh, okay, we're not oh, going to do that okay. then. We'll do exactly the opposite of what they do. Uh, hey, that band, that station wouldn't play
4: Soul Asylum? You know what? Send the replacements in there. <laughs> Have them break a few things. <laughs>
1: that, um, this album's really recorded unbelievably good. Is that a te- technical term? Yeah, unbelievably good. Unbelievably good.
4: <laughs> I think it says that. It's like, it's like filmed in Technicolor sound done by unbelievably good. So what were the three songs you had
1: from this album? Let me hear it again.
2: So I had My Little Problem, When It Began, and Nobody.
1: And I had My Little Problem and When It Began. Oh. But I also have Torture. Okay. So let's hear Torture.
0: A million baby kisses from a kissing booth on wheels The sound is pretty poison on the envelope she seals And your love is far away and he knows exactly how she feels Who's torture? It's you, torture What do you? You're climbing to your rocket ship and gone from ten to one There's no television coverage for that loser on the run you hide yourself in darkness, but we're
1: for the sun. torture? Now, Carly, let me ask you something because we're at the end of the episode, mm. but we don't have a playout song. So, what replacement song have we not played that you would like to play for the playout song?
2: Oh wow! Um, Let's see. Let's do "Hold My Life"
1: from Tim. Hold my life from Tim. Okay, I'm gonna grab that song, and I'm gonna I'm doing a little fancy stuff. I'm putting it on a flash drive. You're gonna hand it over to me. Hand it right over to you, because I got all the songs. (laughs) Tech talk. Tech talk. (laughs) Carly, how long are you in town for? I leave tomorrow. And when did you arrive?
2: Uh, This morning.
1: Wait a minute. You're in, you just, it's a one day business trip.
2: Yeah. I'm going to a conference tomorrow. Yeah. Where's the conference? It's at the California club. So it's a few blocks from my hotel and I'm going to jump in a, you know, cause you know, you gotta get home to the kiddos Yeah. if you're not mm-hmm. going to Africa or something. So, uh, yeah, I'm doing one night away. So I'm going, I'm going to get home late tomorrow night.
1: That's a whirlwind trip. It, well, you must have you packed know, extremely light for this. Extremely light for this.
4: But I guess you're, you're only flying to Denver. So that's what, like three hour flight? Yeah. Yeah, it's, e- it's easy.
2: Hard. It was actually kind of funny because there was I had a weird thing happen on my flight this morning. There was three people sitting around me who at some point disconnected their headphones, and I got to hear what they were watching on their uh, phones, which was fantastic. kind of
4: hilarious. What were they? What was the? What were they watching?
2: One person was watching a home improvement show. Very loudly. Mm-hmm. Oh, I
4: think he meant like <laughs> no, home, home no, improvement. Team <laughs> Allen. <laughs> Not Tim Allen disconnecting. You're like. Arr, arr, arr.
2: <laughs> and somebody had to call the flight attendant to come over and tell that person that they unplugged their. Oh, they oh, were a, my- like, were
4: they asleep or just totally unaware?
2: Totally unaware, because you know you can pull your you can pull your um your cord out and you still hear something, yeah. right? See, yeah. I
1: pulled my cord out once in a plane. I got in trouble.
2: Really. <laughs> 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 he got kicked
1: off. I was making a bad job. um what else did people did you hear people
2: oh people uh, somebody was watching uh, today the the, the cnn press conference at like peak volume and then some other lady was like watching a movie it was like a lifetime movie uh so yeah it was it was like yeah he doesn't love me anymore whatever type (laughs) deal and it was very loud too
4: I always pick the worst thing to watch on a plane. Like I'm like, uh, I haven't seen Game of Thrones. I'll put a couple, of, and then I'm like, and then like people are like, just like just like going at it, and I'm just like, oh boy, oh boy, this was wrong. Uh,
3: They've got they, a
2: Sesame Street of that right now. Game of Chairs.
4: Oh, I think I did Have see you seen that. that? Wow.
2: Yeah, so cute. My son yeah. loves it.
4: One's like a sports chair or yeah. something, <laughs> and then one's like, and it's like musical chairs. But they look like one looks like uh, Dinklage. Yeah. Like, who's the other one look like? Cersei. There is a Cersei and there's a Dinklage and there might be a Jon Snow and then Grover is
1: someone, I think.
2: And there's a King Joffrey and at one point one. Oh, of yes. That's... Says, I have to go to a wedding.
1: Yeah. Does, uh, is Elmo still on Sesame Street? Yeah. But Kevin Clash doesn't do the voice I anymore. don't know. He doesn't. I don't think so. Does he still sound the same? Yeah. What if they change his voice, Elmo. A... A... It's Tom I'm Elmo. i Elmo. Elmo, go home. Uh, what is the next show you got coming up? What are you going to go see?
2: Oh, gosh. Uh, well, um, let me think about this. Oh, I'm going to go see Bauhaus. Wow. Yeah.
1: I didn't know they still toured.
2: They are touring with Peter Murphy and David J for the first time in a while. Wow.
1: That's yeah. going to be cool. And you've never seen them before?
2: I've seen David J before. But not Bauhaus. But not Bauhaus.
4: I saw Peter Murphy at a Nine Inch Nails show. He came and sang two songs. Really? Wow. Nick's yeah.
1: brought him up? Yeah, because they bring up their influences sometimes. Yeah, it's like, like Gary I've seen Newman, Gary Newman twice with them. But he never their... sang Cars when you saw them, did he?
4: No. Oh, that stinks. Uh, yeah, and then I saw Peter
1: Murphy. And any other shows coming up?
4: Uh, let's see.
2: That's all I've. You know, four Destination U two shows this year. I've kind wow. of. Yeah, I can't mm-hmm. really get away with doing too much more this year.
1: How did the new tour with the new album compare with the tour from the last? album which cuz I love that tour but I didn't yeah. go to the most recent tour.
2: Yeah, so it's is it they said it was for the committed fans. It was a really beautiful tour okay. um but it it had six songs from the new record on it. So I mean you really had to be into the new record.
1: I don't mind that though. I mean yeah. I know I know when I go see you 2 that they're going to they are going to play the new record.
2: Yeah, so I think you would enjoy that then but they didn't do any Joshua Tree songs cuz they did the big Joshua Tree tour in 2017. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it really is the arc of the story about the songs of experience with Bono kind of going back home at the end. Um, But I mean, I think there were moments that were just transcendent on this tour, particularly Lights of Home, which, you know, he had a brush with mortality. talks Mm -hmm. about that.
4: Is that Um, when he fell off a bike? Yeah. No. No? (laughs)
2: Well, well, he's had several. Uh, No, he he was on an airplane where I think the door fell off and he almost was sucked out of it. What? Yeah. And then there's also like a brain scan that's put up on a screen and... um, we're not exactly sure what that was, but that was also a brush with mortality. And there's like an MRI sound.
1: Yeah. Now let's put it in perspective. You were on a plane today where some people's headphones popped out. <laughs> he was on a plane where the door fell off. A <laughs> little sure. bit different.
3: Oh
4: yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, everybody, the door just fell off. So we're gonna
4: we're gonna mm-hmm. keep going. We're gonna drop down to about uh, we're gonna drop down about ten thousand feet. We should be all right.
1: <laughs> we're gonna drop down to four feet. Uh, which album did you like better, Songs of Innocence or Songs of, Inspir- of Experience?
2: Yeah, so I like Songs of Experience better because I like The Blackout. I like Lights of Home. But, you know, I have revisited Songs of Innocence since this new tour happened. And I, I've come back and I like it a lot more than I used to. Yeah,
1: I love Songs of Innocence. I'm going to have to revisit Songs of Experience. I like it, but I didn't, I didn't like Songs of uh, Innocence. I love The Miracle of Joey Ramone, mm-hmm. Every Breaking Wave, yeah. Raised by Wolves. I mean, mm-hmm. I just, I love it. Yeah. But I will, I will have to give uh, Experience another world
2: yeah I think I think you give it another world, and also if you they did a lot of remixes as well, mm-hmm. so some people like the remix tracks more than they like the originals.
1: I have those remixes
4: too I got those
2: <laughs> extended
4: <Lego laughs> stuff? What is your favorite venue in Denver to see an artist?
2: The Gothic theater? no question. it's a small theater. I saw Liam Gallagher there after getting screwed out of Oasis like twice, not being can- <laughs> you know them <sighs> cancelling shows. I don't know what it is i I guess I just like these. I I love you too but then all these other bands that like don't disenfranchise <laughs> their audiences but um I saw Liam Gallagher there um recently and he was fantastic so U2
1: like, will never let you down.
2: U2 will never let their fans down. No.
1: And do you think if god forbid one of the members of U2 passed that isn't Bono do you think then U2 ceases to exist or do you think they would continue?
2: It's a great question. I think they'd cease to exist because they share everything equally four ways. It's one of the reasons why they're still together.
3: Yeah.
1: And that's how it years. should be. I mean, if you really want to. Yeah. But then you have to, but then you have the person that's like, well, oh, you know, Larry doesn't really write any songs. <laughs> why are we given
4: the edge? Can't remember his parts. <laughs> parts. <laughs> can't
1: even remember his name. We have to call him the edge. Uh, well Carly. Thank you so much for supporting the show. Thank you for listening. Thank you for, uh, your nice emails. And, uh, uh, I love when the listeners come here and I hope that you, that you got a good listener's experience.
2: Absolutely. It's it was, fantastic.
1: Uh, now some, some listeners take advantage of us and they pick bands like, uh, Beach Boys who have, uh, 49 <laughs> albums. That so was we're a here, long one. So we're here for, you know, for, but, uh, I was a little concerned. I'm like, Oh, uh, replacements don't have a lot of albums. I hope that, uh, Carly's getting, uh. Getting out of this, what she wants to get out of this. So, so uh, I had a great time. And I'll tell you what: in past uh, shows and stuff, I would say that I wasn't really into the replacements. But getting ready for this show kind of turned me around a little bit.
3: And those last
1: albums, really, I was really digging. Oh, that's um, great! So now I got to revisit all the albums all over again. Got to pick my songs.
2: Got to pick your songs. Got to pick my
1: songs. So uh, safe travels back. Thank you. And let's do some promoting. Are you on Twitter? You are.
2: I am on Twitter.
1: You are
3: at?
2: I am at Big Swinging, big swinging Lips.
3: Big Swinging Lips. And where's that come from?
2: <laughs> it's a riff on Big Swinging Dicks because I work with a bunch of dudes.
3: <laughs> it's <laughs> but a you little didn't, but It's you, a
1: little juvenile. You could have went with hips, but you went with lips.
2: <laughs> I could have, but Your that's like too really... Shakira. That's too shakira No, that's true. Yeah, so.
1: So, at BigSwingingLips.com. Or no, 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 not, I'm sorry, on Twitter. On Twitter.
2: And then, uh, but my, the better place to find me is at Denver Fencing Center.
1: Denver Fencing yeah, Center. Yeah, that's
2: my, yeah, that's the business my husband and I own. Right?
1: And that's a Twitter, at Denver Fencing Center? Mm-hmm.
2: yep. Mm-hmm.
1: And there's a website for that?
2: There is a website for that. People can go, they can come, they can fence. Right. Check it
1: out. Denver Fencing Center. That's cool.
2: Do you fence?
1: Yeah, yeah do you fence?
2: Uh, before I had kids, I fenced. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And what? Now you can't fence because you've had children.
2: Uh, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, because they're just running
3: around. Uh, yeah.
1: I
2: don't have time. You don't have time between my mm-hmm. concert going and the three kids and the and then the work. It's very tough.
3: You if do,
1: you like to fence, never have kids because once <laughs> you have kids, forget it. Your fencing game
4: is done.
3: <laughs>
1: done. Which your
4: What's your husband's? Expertise, is it foil, they saber? I guess all three Ooh, if he teaches. I guess them. killing very, people. They very be killing people. Yeah, I took Fensuck for a year.
3: Yeah.
2: He teaches all three weapons, but okay. uh foil is his first love. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Wow. Like, well, I don't like Epe.
2: Yeah, Epe was my it's thing. Just, it just it but there's not a lot of strategy. You just to like it. you just
4: poke someone in the toe. It <laughs> <laughs> it's like is. whoever's like it arm is. is longer.
1: Yes. Yeah. Could we talk about something I know <laughs> something about? No, no, what what's the what's the thing they wear in the a face mask? called? It's called, a, it's called a mask. I think so, right? A face mask? there has got to be a...
2: It's called a mask. There's yeah. got to be
1: a better name <laughs> for it than that.
2: Uh, yeah, we, our marketing could use some improvement as
4: a yeah, sport. Yeah, you, know, you know, you've seen a James Bond movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Madonna Ooh. Fences. Madonna
2: Fences. That's right.
1: <laughs> what was her technique like? Probably not
2: good. It, it wasn't great, no. But she looked amazing. That was like a Jean-Paul Gaultier-designed <laughs> fencing outfit, <laughs> yeah. very bondage
4: Of course it was. Yes. Of yes. course it was. All right. And then they also throw a sword. They do. And it sticks in a wall, which, which would stick, never, never happen. happen <laughs> never happen. Never happen. Because it has a button on the end. Right. <laughs> uh, and it's hooked up into you
1: normally. It's ridiculous. Uh, Kyle, you're at Kyle Dotson <laughs> Fencing. I am. We're at Rock Solid. Or Show. Kyle Dotson Fencing. That's not <laughs> <Sorry>. true. <laughs> uh, I'm at Pat underscore Francis. We are at Rock Solid Show. Go to rocksolidpodcast.com for all things about us. Patreon page t-shirts, episodes, all that good stuff. Uh, Thank you to Fethead. uh, Triton Audio with the Fethead. Uh, This is our first time using it. We like it. Yeah, it sounds great. Go get a Fethead. Mm -hmm. Not a Fathead. Yeah, that's something that sticks on your wall with a sports star on it. Right. This is a Fethead. Mm -hmm. Carly, I'm going to leave it to you to introduce once again the playout song.
2: All right. Thank you very much. Here's Hold My Life.
1: Thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you, Kyle. (laughs) Oh, my God.